0: Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, aka the Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I am never alone, sir. Please introduce yourself.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Yogi here, aka Jonathan Escadero. Ah, look at that.
0: You see, I always (laughs) knew. I always knew you were really the mask, bro. You know, it was. it, It was. It was. Jonathan Escadero, that was the uh that was the alter ego. <laughs> I always knew I always knew you were Yogi. But that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about that's what today's about. Being your true self, being unapologetic, about uh saying proving the naysayers wrong. In all honesty, today's about uh fans like you. Uh, Yogi, isn't it?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. This was a, <laughs> this was a long time coming. Uh, The the bell has been
0: rung, and a day that has been argued about for the last four years has finally come, the day where the public was finally able to see Zack Snyder's vision for the Justice League. His uncut uh, director's cut for the Justice League has come out and kind of has validated an entire movement. That started four years ago. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit? I mean, I-, I want you to talk for the entire show, but would you like to talk <laughs> a little bit about what this means as a fan who's been following this uh, fight, possibly from the beginning? I, I re- even remember at the last um, Comic-Con I attended, people pulling me to the side, giving me fully fully colored pamphlets with information about restoring um, or. Releasing the Snyder Cut with the hashtag and uh, posters and uh, picket fit, uh, signs and all this other kind of stuff. So, do you want to talk about that journey real quick and, and how it feels now after the fact?
1: It is. Uh, it feels amazing, honestly. It's. It, it, I can't believe that something as. I guess. It's like other people would see it as like trivial, like a movie or whatever, will feel so. So much like vindication
2: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but it does it just does it feels that way you know i am <clears throat> i don't know for a long time this movement kind of got belittled you know yeah like uh a, sh- a shat on a little you know what i'm saying right. you know, like, people told the snyder cut doesn't exist or whatever and uh, it's here and not only is it here it's good yes. it feels good it Honestly, as somebody who's been a fan of Snyder's uh, vision for DC Comics from the beginning, I thought, um, I, I thought it, I, <laughs> I thought this day would never come. It feels weird to talk about it with such importance, right? But it, yeah. it, it is. It, <laughs> like, I thought this would never come. Like feels like graduation. No, but seriously, because I'm so big a fan of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and what and that vision and wanting to see it completed, that I would watch those movies. With, like, a sense of dread. Over, like I enjoy them, but there's always a sense of dread because I felt like I'm never, ever going to see the end of this. I'm yeah. never
0: going to see it. Yeah.
1: Because it didn't feel possible, you know? Right. And I, <laughs> admittedly, I wasn't one of the people who was uh, so vocal about releasing the Snyder Cut. Like, because I didn't think it was possible. Like, I didn't think it was going to happen. I
0: uh, did you did you it, did, did you think that it existed though because that was also a yeah, point of contention but, for a lot it, of the fans right it, like um whether or not it existed and what in what form and obviously it wasn't like uh, fully complete we, we know that uh they did extensive reshoots and a lot of money was poured in t- uh to finish uh, visual effects to get this across the finish line um but at any point during this conversation where fans were talking about releasing this thing did you believe that there was? this cut
1: well yeah it was it was okay so as we would find out right little little by little (laughs) you know now that we know i guess as much of the story as we do like uh it would turn out that he was filming basically his version of the movie at the same time that he would film the version that they wanted to kind of impose upon even before joss whedon was hired to replace him Right. This was already Warner Brothers kind of fucking around. So we, me, or any right-minded people just kind of assumed that since scenes had to be reshot, there were original scenes somewhere. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had assumed that they're on a drive somewhere and that can be pieced together as a Snyder Cut. You know, it's an original version of the film. I didn't know it was so it was so extensive like how different you yeah know, like an entirely different movie i didn't know it was that much and even like uh, like you said it costs a lot of money to do the vfx but in actuality like what they added on to what originally uh, existed amounted to what like six minutes yeah worth of footage
0: that's what they said. That that that's the only addition probably with the majority of that coming from that nightmare sequence
1: that's insane that there was an entire four-hour movie somewhere on the Flash. I, I never, ever thought it was like that. Well, like, it, it, it's, thought, it's yeah.
0: funny because I remember, you know, like you said, they started with a rumble. We hear now about the infamous tweet, right? The infamous first tweet uh, released the Snyder Cut. And while, you know, acolytes of the DCU. We're trying to get this thing to trend. I think what really made it catch fire was when some of the actual cast of the film started to (laughs) say to release the Snyder cut. And uh, Snyder himself, I would say, fanned a bit of those flames by showing uh, things that had never been seen before. Proving that, at least in concept, a lot of this stuff existed. Um, What did you think about that? turn when, when it, it it stopped becoming just about fans and people who actually were in the josh whedon version of the film were being vocal about releasing this thing i
1: think even before they got vocal it was when Zack snyder started uh releasing snapshots
0: he was um, on vero uh, going tired. crazy on vero
1: <laughs> and there were leaked there were leaked scenes like that scene there's a this the flash introduction in the Zack Snyder's Justice League was leaked many years ago, like a an unfinished version of that scene. Yeah. So like, it started to become like, okay, so, like if the director is kind of being vocal now, then maybe, uh, you start paying attention to this movement. And then when the actors kind, of, it was like one weekend in November yeah, or something, yeah, yep. when all the actors just started being vocal, it didn't feel like. Honestly, for me, it didn't feel like, oh, they're joining the movement. It felt like, oh, something is happening. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, like, this is already, like, after. I felt like something is happening, and this is now a promotional push. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's how I feel. I still believe that,
0: honestly. <laughs> it was so weird because, you know, we uh, you hear about the production woes uh, in 2017, and then, um, you know, unfortunately, Zack Snyder's daughter passes away, um, and Josh Whedon is brought in to finish the film up. Um, We think we're in good hands. Uh, Somebody who directed uh, the first two Avengers films got them to a billion dollars. And he comes in and seemingly kind of botches it. Uh, The film wasn't great.
1: That's the story that they sold us too. Like, they originally announced officially that, oh... Zack Snyder hand chose a replacement for himself and he willingly left because of, just because of his daughter or whatever. Like, And then yeah. you find out it was like this crazy, tumultuous tug of war, this creative tug of war between the studio and the vision the entire time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, Ray Fisher was the most vocal, I would say, up front. Uh, and then we started to get the allegations that, you know, uh Josh Whedon may not have been the best on set. And I think that like when a lot of these blow ups become public, people are trepidatious about which side to take without all the facts on the table. Um, did you feel that Ray prior to watching this, did you feel like he had a an actual, you know, bone to pick?
1: I I felt like I like <laughs> I guess it's weird because I never want to say that somebody who's speaking out uh, is is wrong or lying because I completely—it's very blatantly obvious. That he feels slighted, he feels he feels like he was done wrong. Right. Something happened to that man, right? I can absolutely believe that. Like Josh Whedon came onto set and was like piece of shit, and he was just like, "This movie needs to be fixed." Right. Can, of course, I would come in and fix it. Like I'm the Avengers guy, you know, and then I get rub people the wrong way. And now he's cutting out all the parts of people of color, and now it starts to feel funny.
0: Yeah, I I, um, I heard people connecting those dots too. Now, heard, now I'm heard, starting yeah. to
1: feel funny, you know, like if I, especially if I'm Ray Fisher and like, as we see, if I know that what the story that is supposed to be told. Yeah. He's so important to like black representation and everything. And you cut that shit out. It's starting to feel uh, personal and weird. Right. I can absolutely understand where he's coming from with that. But there was a point where he started to kind of uh, go after not only Josh Whedon, but people that he believed allowed josh whedon to be that way and right. being like fans of the industry of comic books more than movies you and i you know we right. kind of know uh, specifically jeff johns as a reputation like that
0: accusation like, right that accusation was the big one it was like jeff that's johns. the one I got
1: <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> the one that got funny because it's like damn you know like okay obviously we live in an era where it doesn't matter if you were like, Mother Teresa, they're going to find something. And like you're going to be like, damn, I, I can't believe it. Right. But it honestly felt like, man, this Jeff Johns one is weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it doesn't, it doesn't sound like any story we've ever heard of Jeff Johns, like from anybody in the con- like countless interviews, like just. <laughs> like,
0: right. He, was seen, he go, was seen by many as, as a fanboy himself. You know, uh, uh, you know, someone who brought back char- legacy characters and, and really tried to get DC back on its footing. When he, we when we heard that he was working alongside people in the Ver- Berlantiverse to do stuff like Stargirl, people were incredibly excited that he would be a part of that because they feel like he has his finger on the pulse when it comes to DC. So it was very weird to hear that th- there was issues there.
1: I have a conspiracy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, a
0: conspiracy theory? Let me hear it.
1: It's not really too, it's nothing too crazy like My Balloon, but it's just the idea that Jeff Johns was placed in a high ranking position, a, a high ranking creative position in DC films, specifically to counter uh, critical backlash from Batman v Superman. Right? Ah. So he's already chopping away at this movie. And being seen maybe as an antagonist by the stars and the director, like they don't—they're all friends. I mean, we've heard, we've seen in interviews now, like Zack is the nicest dude in freaking <laughs> in right. Hollywood or something, right? right? And everybody he works with is just like his friend, like because he's so cool to work with. Right. So I can absolutely see these people being like, "Look at this, di- this douche, <laughs> Jeff Johns over here messing up our good time, messing up our, our this." perfectly fine harmless situation we got going on now he's already seen like a douche so the complaints are going everywhere but it's like damn maybe if you would have just stopped at joss whedon right right right.
0: (laughs) yeah and um we we still don't know what the future for ray fisher is going to be um he was supposedly removed from the flash film uh even though he was supposed to be in it um so we'll see what ends up happening with him in the future but before we make this a uh, Josh hate fest, is there anything in that original Justice League that, after watching this one, you, that has been removed that you think you dug? No, nothing. No,
1: I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you this. It yeah, I don't think, think there's anything like...
0: wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong no. with that. To be honest, <laughs>
1: like it sounds like hyperbole, but like legitimately, like I never, um, not I never want to see that movie again. Like I don't even want to see it. As a joke,
0: so you, to you, so <laughs> like, you, to you, it doesn't exist.
1: It doesn't exist. Like I want to be able to just put that out of my mind. It's like a fan eternity. cut,
0: like a fan cut film.
1: Yeah, like a parody of this one.
0: Yeah, right.
1: You know, like <laughs> I, and I never, I never want to watch that again. It's, it's like it hurts me to see that, mm. and to, <laughs> to know that Warner Brothers wants to stick with that as a their canon.
0: We, we got. <laughs> We got to talk about length. This thing comes out to four hours, the the Snyder Cut. Did you have any issues with it? What did you think about the uh, utilization of chapters? I know you've seen it a handful of times now. Uh, Do you find it still an easy uh, watch uh, one way through?
1: It's such an easy watch. I think that's the most surprising thing about it is that it's it's such an easy watch. I thought maybe it's because... I thought after the first watch, I was like, man, maybe it's because it's the first watch and all these things are new and I'm just anticipating every next scene. But even knowing what's coming, you know, sometimes when you know what's coming, you feel the lull. Like, oh, boy, I know what's coming. This scene is like 40 minutes long. It's going to be nothing. Yeah. But I, I, never feel, I don't feel that. And possibly because i have already...
0: Uh, invested? Connected
1: <laughs> and invested. Yeah, to the whole vision to where I'm like, not only was four hours. OK. I would not I, I when it was over, I wasn't ready for it to be done.
0: <laughs> I can see that. Yeah,
1: it was nuts. I can see it that. was uh, absolutely nuts how time changed that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Snyder did another director's cut, you know, he did Watchmen. Watchmen got uh, a little bit longer, added some context. Uh, to that film there. And now we have this director's cut here. Um, we've we buried the lead as much as we could at this point. But uh, let's get opinions up front. Then let's go through a, uh, a recap of uh, some of the, well, the entire film. So we don't miss anything. I figured, you know, because I'm a creator too. A visionary, if you will. That, you know, I'm making the unilateral decision. That this is a one of uh, 14 part series covering this. Now nah, I'm joking. But <laughs> but we are gonna be a little bit uh this will be a, a bit of a chunkier um episode because this is a massive film, but we've got to talk in general about this film uh right now apropos of nothing what it what did you think I mean you already uh, off the top talked about you probably possibly already being in the bag for this being invested for this uh. At the end of the day, when the smoke was cleared and all the slow motion stopped, what did you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League?
1: Like I thought, it's like, it's like we said, I already thought it was uh, uh, going to be good, but uh, it actually <laughs> it exceeded my expectations. It's just amazing. I, mean, I can't. I can't. That's the part that messes me up. I can't believe that uh, it was better than I thought it would be.
0: Right. <laughs> that was a does like, weird that was the weird thing about the justification right It almost justifies the mob <laughs> it like, justifies wow. the movement uh usually these things uh are proven to be not true, or you know the fight that you have for these people uh turns out those people weren't wearing great or their vision wasn't um as good as you say it is, but this is in my opinion inarguably better than the, uh, 2017 version, except for the fact that people might have problems with the length of the film. Uh, yeah. I feel like,
1: like that's the one thing that people are always going to have a problem with. Like it's four hours. <laughs> and I'm like, and I guess, uh, splitting it into chapters though was genius Yeah, <laughs> because, um, you can always just kind of go back and watch the parts you liked, you know, or maybe go back and you liked it all. So you just go back and watch it in episodes if you want. And it doesn't really matter or split it in half. They did, they did say, I guess, chapter four, uh, the end of chapter four was like the perfect intermission or something like that. Yeah.
0: I think that, um, the film itself, you know, it looks beautiful. It was released in, um, IMAX format, uh, but being able to be at home and like you said, take it in, in chapters, i I did it both uh I watched it first the first way through um and then the second time in chapters. the first time that I watched it, I liked it. I actually think that the film gets better on rewatch um and I think that when it when I first watched it, I watched it with my arms crossed, you know because in my opinion uh which is a little bit lighter now, but it was a little was harder at the time was you know, you get you get a swing at something like this. Most people are able to do it in the two or two and a half hours. Um, so, like, if you can't have a good film in four hours, I think that says way more about about your skills as a director than anything <laughs> else. Uh, and then this idea that I believe that the 2017 version was so soulless that the that the bar was pretty low in my opinion um, to beat it. Uh, and I don't feel that I have to make excuses really anymore for enjoying it after rewatching it, after taking notes for it um, the way I see it now and I have my views on. How Zack Snyder views the DCEU, Superman, Batman, etc. They've been sprinkled through every episode of the Major Issues Podcast at this point. We've, mm. we've done an episode on Man of Steel and wh- how I feel like he sort of failed that character and how in failing that character kind of set this whole thing off in a weird trajectory. In saying all of that, um, in all honesty, the, the way I found solace with all this, and I, I know you really didn't have to go through this you know, mental gymnastics But I was really, I I didn't know how to feel that first, right? As somebody who kind of sort of rejected the world, but liked this. I was trying to find my way through. And the best thing I can use to compare this to is um, another Snyder, (laughs) which is Scott Snyder, right? There are people that are humongous fans of Scott Snyder. I love Scott Snyder. There are other fans that don't like him. Scott has his hallmarks in comics and is sometimes trusted with humongous projects people might like how he writes a character but then when he writes you know let's say a bunch of characters or does an event people will start seeing hallmarks of his stuff and either love it because you're a fan of his or you don't i think it was way easier to love this film when i viewed it as Zack snyder's justice league As how he saw these characters. The same way. Um. The way Frank Miller sees Batman. You know. It's not necessarily the Batman across the world. But how interesting. Right. His. His view. His take on it is. And. Um. I was. I guess my hesitation in. In the beginning. Was accepting this version as the. Black and white versions of these characters that we were going to get. The only versions of these characters that we were going to get. Which we know is not true now. Because of the multiverse and stuff like that. But um. You know, when you close your eyes and you're like, this is unrestrained Zack Snyder's vision of what he sees these characters as in the mythos. Um, I really was able to put all my, uh, you know, other doubts and problems with the universe aside and really see this for what it is, which is a very long coda, a very long final chapter in what he originally started with Man of Steel. When you look at it like that, uh, almost like a, you know, Dark Knight returns. Dark Knight strikes again. Kind of, you know, kind of, um, in a bubble take on all of this. Um, I think it's really I th- enjoyable.
1: I think I said I actually said uh, I, I'm glad that you came to that because I think I said on an episode before, or it might have been on uh, one of the episodes that got lost in again. I, I honestly don't know, but I said before like the way I always see. Or Band of Steel or Batman v Superman. Generally, any other version of superheroes that are not the comic one are alternate versions. So it's usually easier for me to accept. Yeah. So I never actually saw it as Zack Snyder's as much as I saw it as alternate. like th- th- Because they're always alternate to me.
0: Right, right. So it's
1: like we just came to the same thing. You had to go yeah. through a lot more, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A
0: hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. And... and I I really got that when I when I thought about comic writers, you know, not everybody loves every comic writer. Not everybody loves you know certain tropes that they might fall into, but they are prolific. Some of these guys, yeah. right, and they do get their chance at the apple, and then like st- someone like Stan Lee will come out with his version of the of, of the Justice League, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, I, taking it as a piece of art, literally, like walking by it walking around it, putting my hand on my chin, you know? I'm looking at yeah, the film like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> you know? Huh. So this is what the Justice League looks like through Zack Snyder's vision. And I think it was impressive. In all honesty, it was impressive. And um, who knew? You know, I'm somebody who I, I, like I said, been very vocal about how I feel like he's depicted some of these characters. Who knew this cut would be so emotional? You know? Um, I feel like Ahead, like I,
1: th- I swear, I swear, it, I, 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 I wish that I, I would have said it on the cast before. Or maybe I have said it on the cast before. You know, I've, I've got a fuzzy memory. But, like, I always felt like there was a hero's journey going on through Man of Steel and Batman v Superman that needed to be completed for us to see the, I guess, something close to the version of the characters that we know. Like, right. I always felt like we were trying to get there. It always felt that way to me, which was also part of the reason why I always had dread rewatching those movies. Because it's like, man, nobody else is gonna see what I saw. Like this just sucks. Because yeah. I really feel like we get in there. <laughs> like it's, it's it's um we really we got there, man. I feel we're I feel like up. with me,
0: I I my, I think that's also what helped with my hesitation was this idea that you were hearing that oh while like while Justice League is being made. Wonder Woman is being made, or something along those lines, right? Like, there was a lot of this stuff happening concurrently, which made it seem like people weren't talking, which was my beef about all this, mm. you know? And it, um, I mean,
1: it pretty much was, like, you know? Like yeah. They were,
0: he was already in trouble.
1: They were already trying to move away.
0: Right. So, you know, you get all these, uh, all this stuff with uh, the Justice League, um, the Mustache Gate, all that stuff. I'm glad all of that's gone. Um, there. There's moments in here that I thought were funnier, which, again, I don't really look at Zack Snyder and think humor. There was a lot of <laughs> mo- moments of heart, um, which I think impact 10 times over now that this film is out and out dedicated to his daughter. I think that there's a lot there's a lot of, um, you know, real heart to this. And I it, mean, it like checks off the three, bro. It has heart. It has humor. It has spectacle. Those are the those are the three things. I'm looking for and a superhero property and I didn't think I would get it from this. This is like, I don't know. Like it, it was like a weird, it was like a weird <laughs> present from somebody you didn't really, I was, I knew it was, I was, it was going to be good. Cause again, I felt like anything was better than the original that we got. But, um, yeah, man, really, really took his time in some places maybe a little bit too much, but really took his time to give us uh, the best version <laughs> of these characters.
1: I wanted to just say too, like I know um, the slow motion was yes. a big deal for a lot of the people. Like I think someone counted, <laughs> someone li- literally counted how uh, many minutes of this film are in slow motion,
2: yeah. and
1: it's like tw- it's twenty six minutes, oh, wow. which is ten percent, ten percent of the film. But this is all stupid <laughs> to me. I never really care. I don't care, man. I, no, I don't know. No. Maybe no. it's because uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I kind of like it though because yeah. it's comics i like the snapshots right you know i i really do like that's my deal like i know people like boy he's trying so hard this is the, this is what i hear all the time this is just it's pretentious this that's a that's the word i hear a lot it's pretentious how dare he take these silly heroes and try to do this renaissance thing with them they're silly heroes why are you doing this but i always like i really like that he tried to put them in a lens of or like renaissance art like freaking like they're gods
0: well that's the thing he had said that he said that he really dug like the quippy nature of the mcus but there was no way that the dceu was going to go in that direction and so in knowing how they in knowing like in the fact that they brought you know things like main characters like thanos down to earth uh their answer to that was making the justice league uh myths like uh, like not myths but you know like tapping into the mythology um, I love a, that. Man. A, of that, I love
1: that so much. Yeah. I know, I know. It's hard for some people. A lot of people hate because they want heroes to be like quippy and colorful and bright, and they want to and they wanted to be like a happy escape. I absolutely understand that. That's why I'm glad that the Marvel stuff exists. I love those shows. I love those movies. Like, but I, I really like this serious stuff too and I understand yeah. that that shouldn't be the maybe the main uh, thing here but with WB talking about a DC multiverse of films you know I can't see why uh, this can't have it's own little bubble
0: yeah yeah. Um, I you know now the whole thing is restore the Snyderverse people are talking about giving this man another bite at the apple um, but let's get into this film as it is Uh, Obviously stopping at the various moments that we are digging what was going on on screen. Um, But yeah, we got some chapters to go through. So this thing starts off with uh, the death of Superman as depicted in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Um, We see the monstrous Doomsday impale on Man of Steel in a beautiful 360 shot. And his pained yells... Echo through all corners of the universe. The reverberations cause strange boxes in various locations, including Atlantis and Themyscira, to shift and crackle with energy. Somehow, some way the death of Superman is the pebble that causes the ripples in the ocean that is the Snyderverse. what do you think about this prologue and this idea that the that Superman literally like <laughs> the death of Superman literally was the uh ensuing event for all this?
1: I thought the prologue was. Uh, I thought the prologue was beautiful. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna lie. The, uh, the just the way it was shot. The whole death of Superman. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure some art major somewhere will find a painting that it's paint that it's based <laughs> on. Yeah, of, you know, some <laughs> or something. Painting. But, you know, or but um, and I'm being a fan of Batman v Superman. I'm always happy to see uh, <laughs> <I'm
0: always laughs> them happy to go then go, them back, go there
1: back there. But I always thought it was. I also thought it was cool because he did this he did this thing with uh man of steel he did the thing with batman v superman where we started at the end of man of steel but from a different perspective so that we go we do the same thing again at the beginning of justice league where we go backwards and see the end from a different perspective i don't know I yeah thought no that was cool
0: no you're right 100 percent. and this is also the reminder that i i probably like zack snyder's wonder woman more a little bit than patty jenkins at this oh point. my
1: god can we get into that uh, oh my sure,
0: god sure um I, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't impressed with Wonder Woman 1984. Again, another film that if you dug it, that's what you dug. But uh was not my cup of tea. Zack Snyder was said to have a hand in the original Wonder Woman. Um, and also we see her depicted here. And she is a badass. Uh, we saw photos released where she was seen to have been in, you know, ancient armies with beheaded enemies. Um, And it it was, like, causing uproar. Uh, Zach sees her as a warrior who has been alive for so long and has dealt with so much, you know, war that she kind of shrugs these things off. Um, Whereas, in some cases, uh, she gets played in other positions as, like, this, you know, fish-out-of-water kind of lovey. And there's... Components of that character that have always been full of love and compassion, but I feel like Zach really leans into the warrior god um, mythos of that character.
1: I, I mean, what a surprise! That the guy who did three hundred, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, um, it's basically like I, I mean, you take the Amazons and you do three hundred, but with women, boom, yeah. people love it. No, but but in all seriousness, and people are going to say, you know, Wonder Woman's origins are pro- come from a place of love. A place of truth, more than uh, she is a warrior. Which I get that I understand that. I think there's room for it all, though. Yeah. I think much like uh, Snyder's Wonder Woman is still kind of harkens back to you know, like her love Steve, and she thinks back, but but she's a warrior when she needs to be. I think there's room for all of it. I don't think it needs to lean in any one direction. So I loved to see Wonder Woman. I guess maybe it's also because it was such a contrast to 1984, <laughs> right. where she was such a lovey dovey doughy eyed uh, making right. such stupid decisions because I'm in love. <laughs> right, and she comes in fucking just
0: killing, k- killing people, uh. making making them blood but stains on the wall. The blood stains on the wall, amazing. <laughs> so amazing. I, I it's such a little thing, and I'm
1: like, God, that's amazing. That that's another thing.
0: That's another thing with this, you know, coming out and being released. It was released. It, it is rated R, right?
1: Yeah, it is. So it definitely
0: is. So, like, it, like I, initially I wanted to ask you about the appe- the mainstream appeal of this. We spoke a little bit off-air about it, about, you know, how people follow trends and stuff and how this might come up on people's radar just in the general nature of, of water cooler talk, of people uh, talking about it and stuff. But I think its length, uh, the fact that, um, you know, Zach was given full reign, it's not really for, in my opinion, the casual person. <laughs> a bit, I, I think thought that... I think that I having... That an, I think... I, yeah, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, usually I do. I, <laughs> but, I
1: swear. Yeah. I thought... I thought it was going to be so niche and so... thing Because it's long and because it's such a unique vision that... It was only going to be people who like Zack Snyder's vision that yeah. liked it. Yeah. But it's generally, like... Because it's <laughs> just like the very beginning of the movie where Superman's scream is, like, reverberating around <laughs> the universe. You right. know, like... This, this movie, the word of this movie, the positive buzz around this movie is dragging people into where they're like, maybe I'll give it the four hours, and they're all finding that it was worth it. Yeah, and they're all sharing that it's, it's become mainstream. I was on Twitter today, just looking through the hashtag because now I'm invested. Now I want to. Yeah, you, now I'm looking. And curiosity, curiosity
0: has gotten a lot of people to watch this thing. You know, is and it as like, good?
1: It's like full-on, like, celebrities, like, live tweeting the movie, uh, tweeting afterwards, Restore the Snyderverse. Yeah. It's like watching people walk into a portal and coming out of the other side change. Yeah, for the
0: changed, Giving Zach his flowers, right? Many people it's, saying, but uh, it's so sorry, people, bro.
1: It's so many people that I genuinely think, like, it's cracked It's cracked that casual uh, ceiling. Yeah. That this just the just this movie like people are freaking they're here for it not that I think they that that would mean they would do another four hour movie if this was a theatrical thing I don't think people would have made it into cinemas and <laughs> right. in, uh to to watch for four hours like just sitting in a dark room for four hours is a lot but just the the streaming nature of this thing made it so uh easily digestible I guess. and,
0: and accept, uh, accessible because you have these things on your phone now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can I'm like, oh, finish this film. Watch part 6. <laughs> yeah, I did. there you go. You have it all right there. Um. Uh, so we get into our first chapter. Don't count on it, Batman. Oh, the last thing I want to say about that prologue is that... A, a little bit more with the subtlety. Zach, like... I saw the trailer, right? And I thought it was so cool that Superman gets stabbed. And in, like, the last fleeting moment of his life, he, like gives out a yell of pain and that reverberates and I thought that's what did was going to go down but it became like a ah, <laughs> and I was like oh my god like he's really he's really yeah. yelling out there I thought like one cool just like how they did when the mother box uh, when the unity happened and it was like a rumble and everyone was like oh, oh shit <laughs> something's gone down but very small I was
1: say,
0: uh, did you see Batman crying? He, oh, no, I did not. He was, he was crying that, when that happened?
1: Yeah. When Superman dies, he looks, and it's because it's in slow motion, it kind of happens. Yeah. You can see it happen. He looks, and he's like, and there's like a moment of realization, and he begins to cry. And I was like, holy shit. This is crazy.
0: Yeah. They, they don't play him as a joke in this. Well, I don't know why not he they would, don't. but because they he, don't.
1: I know the tears would be funny, like, oh, Batman's crying, but then the, this is genuinely like, what drives him for the rest of the movie? The guilt. So yeah, that, I thought that was I thought that was great.
0: I f- and the the, I didn't buy the guilt in the Whedon version. Like I felt of like I felt like it was there was a lot of people who were talking about how it felt rushed that he was already like he's the, he was the greatest man I've ever known. You know they cut <laughs> all that stuff out. You know where he's like he's better than all of us, um, but like especially in that third act. I remember thinking, like, Batman's kind of badass in this. Where in the third act of the Justice Cut, it's like, oh, he's just kind of doing what he can around everybody <laughs> else. Like, whatever he's able to do. Like, uh, the person that's like, oh, I'll pick up one of the boxes. I can't lift any furniture. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take this box of towels, you know. <laughs> the bats got right. the bats. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I think he was way better served in this. And I think Ben looks good. You know, this oh, is not man. reshoot Ben. This is this is Ben Affleck, um, you know, uh, in the original version of this thing, probably still invigorated with this idea that he was gonna write his own Batman movie and all this stuff was coming to be. Uh They chased you, him off. What do you think now looking looking back at uh at Affleck as Batman in this? I born
1: I mourn the fact that they chased him away. And it was specifically the way that they handled the Justice League movie,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> that chased him off. It kills me, right? It kills me because you keep on seeing glimpses of greatness, and you can tell, like, when he gets the full Batman movie, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be the most Batman thing you've ever seen in your life. And uh, we got robbed. <laughs> That's the thing that sucks
0: is that he keeps getting close, right? Like, you de- de- there's moments there. that that just sink. With everything that you know about Batman, how he sounds, how he looks when he fights, all those things start to line up and then something will happen and, you know, uh, get yanked away. Yeah, the portal closes. (laughs) So, Bruce Wayne, determined to recruit heroes, traverses the frigid terrain and various mountains of Iceland, stopping by a small village and asking if they've heard of a, a stranger who brings fish to the hungry. There he meets Arthur Curry, the Aquaman, who pretends to not know what he's talking about. Bruce explains that enemies are coming, and he needs warriors for an alliance to defend Earth. Still unconvinced, Bruce offers money to speak to the stranger, but he's laughed off. When he refuses to leave, Arthur gets physical with him and outs him, outs himself as the Aquaman. He talks to Bruce outside, where Wayne admits to being Batman, but Curry is unimpressed. Bruce thinks there's a hero in Arthur, but the Aquaman swims away, while thirsty women sing and smell his sweater. <laughs> that's basically what went down there right like
1: <laughs> i actually really like the the worshiping uh because again they're 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 gods here they're like they're well, they're being treated as gods this yeah. man this stranger that just comes and traverses through the storm and brings us food when we need it this poor little village yeah. and if we pray to him after he leaves he possibly will come back yeah <laughs> like i love that i loved it it was weird because it is weird. <laughs> people are weird when they worship things,
0: right? <laughs> and, and and who gets to pick what people believe in?
1: This We're is real. this
0: this is actually real. This is, guy is real. He exists, and he does these things. So why not pray to him? It's it's giving. It's more effective than anything else <laughs> that that we've come up with. This guy this but actually delivers. Like
1: I feel like maybe I don't. know, I'm digging deep into it now. I'm all the way in. No, no that's I it. I feel
0: like Tinfoils. after the uh,
1: after the appearance of Superman, after the first appearance of a god, yeah, <laughs> a true, a true, to, on television, I got real like eyewitness God doing godly things and saving people for a year and a half or whatever. It's become easier to accept that there are other gods
0: that makes me think that not only has it become easier to accept but they're like let's be nice to this one off the rip because the other one died (laughs) so that other one died and we were mean we were very mean to him so let's (laughs) let's like be nice to this one sing songs please please mr aquaman don't kill us all (laughs) please don't bring threats to this earth please mr aquaman uh So, Martha Kent visits her son's grave before moving out of Smallville due to the bank foreclosing on their house. Bruce debriefs with Alfred, who questions his recruitment skills. Lois Lane visits the Superman Memorial. And a flag has been hung in memory of Superman on the Metropolis Bridge. Elsewhere, at a courthouse, armed men arrive with a bomb, gunning down anyone who stands in their way. This was the first time I was like, okay, something's up. Because you start to see the, like, blood smoke. Like, the actual puffs of blood smoke when they shoot people. And I was like, oh, this is, it's getting real. Yeah. Um, when they decide to take hostages, including children, Wonder Woman arrives to save the innocent bystanders. She busts through with less than 15 seconds left, which is something that I didn't realize until the rewatch. Everything that she does, the dodging of all the bullets, all that kind of stuff up until, you know, when she throws the thing up in the air, it's all 15 seconds. Um,
1: so they actually, for whatever reason, I watched, uh, a comparison video. I wish I had watched How sad
0: was that? How sad was that comparison video and how much of her action <laughs> they cut? It,
1: um, They completely, for whatever reason, I will never understand. Like, sabotage it. I swear. They cut the scene where she looks at the clock Yeah. to see how much time is left.
0: Right. Which is the <laughs> setup for the super speed.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's the whole setup <laughs> for the super speed. It's like, I have to be as fast as possible and get all this done without hurting anyone. Uh, and take care of the bomb, and then even the bomb disposal is different, right? In in the other one, I think she just kind of throws it up, and this one it she jumps up with it. it. She 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 breaks through the ceiling by herself by jumping so, through.
1: So when another thing I noticed is that they actually, for whatever reason, depowered these heroes in the Joss yeah. Whedon version of the movie. So like when Wonder Woman throws the uh, thing up in the air. She doesn't get it high enough to clear it, and she gets blasted back out. Yeah, right. In this version of the movie, she tosses it so freaking high that she saves everything, yeah. including herself. Yeah, <laughs> like, this, I, obviously, we'll talk later on about the flash depowering, but
0: but it was cool to see that um, that shot of her in midair throwing it. Oh man! Because That's I, th- the- I go, when you go back, like I said in the Justice League, I think she just disappears. And then you just see the, the suitcase go up in the air and explode. But like she, in this, it felt like a desperate effort. And the fact that the physics would knock her back down through the hole makes a lot of sense. And there was a lot of that. Yeah. There was a lot of like following the action and knowing where things were now. Because <laughs> um, shots have been lengthened to position people and things to where you can understand it. Whereas uh, the first time around, they just cut it around, figuring that they didn't need it. And then you'd be like, how did that get there? When did they get there? You know when did that happen? So um, yeah, she was she was definitely failed by that. Uh, where do you uh,
1: where do you stand on the music? Uh, it I like
0: to it. me to me I like it. It to me it's very Zack Snyder. I like it, and to it, to me it's funny in a way that's probably unintentional, but it adds a level of entertainment for me. I feel like I she's such was... a, a extreme an extreme version of this character in the best way. It's not like extreme, like she's ripping people's heads off and stuff, but like, so she, uh, dare I use this word because if anyone could do it, it's him, but there's, there's something incredibly metal about this film. You know, there's something incredibly, you know, uh, devil horns metal about this film. And definitely when you think of like, um, I think specifically Aquaman and wonder woman, because they are considered, and their people are considered having taken place for, or been here for thousands of years. Um, they're just like old school, badass, come through guitar riff, and it is what it is. And there's nothing wrong Aquaman, with that to me. Yeah,
1: Aquaman specifically was just so much cooler in this movie. Like I can dig this Aquaman. Like he, there was obviously like he had a he, he had a personality, but there were layers. There were different layers to him. Yeah, Whereas, he was always
0: uh, he was always distancing himself. He never really buddied up with anybody. He had a couple, couple conversations with everyone, which is another thing I think we spoke off off air was that Zach was able to get every pair everyone off at least at one time at one point to have conversations yeah. or um, which really fleshes out the team.
1: As I say, one hundred percent getting to see the chemistry between between the entire team kind of makes it feel like a team. Who would thought? Uh, <laughs> Aquaman specifically because I kind of the the, the uh, Aquaman and Josh Whedon's Justice League ruined Aquaman. Jason Momoa's Aquaman, so I couldn't even enjoy the Aquaman movie because this Aqua Bro dude, hey, my man, uh, it's Rob Rob Van Dam Aquaman over here. <laughs> he, he he was I did not I couldn't dig it. But this X is Aquaman, I would have easily, I would have been, ex- I would have been so excited for Aquaman. I think that I'm going to try it now. I'm going to try to go watch Aquaman. And I know there's going to be inconsistencies, right. but, uh, like accents might be, <laughs> not the accents. Uh,
0: for some reason, for some reason, Mira is British in this was Falco older. No, but he didn't have that long hair like that. He had it like in like a bun. That's
1: what it is. Yeah. Uh, there was something different about it.
0: Uh, but Mira is definitely not British in Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> she's British. I'm going to kill that bastard. <laughs> she's definitely British in this. Uh, so the leader of the goons attempts to shoot the hostages out of anger. Like, because she throws the bomb away uh, and it blows up away from the public. So he's like, I'm just going to gun down all these kids. Uh, but they are shielded by Wonder Woman's bracelets, which she uses to subdue the gunman. Well, I say subdue the gunman. She clasps her bracelets and he basically evaporates. I'm assuming. Oh, uh, she
1: dusted him.
0: Yeah. Yes. Because uh, only his hat is remains.
1: Then, see, then, then, then you did the scene with the little girl.
0: Yes. Then she takes a moment Can to I? comfort the kids. Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh my god! So who were freaked good. out
0: because they just saw a man <laughs> get dusted. Get turned into
1: dust. Except for that one little psychopath, she was like, "Can I just?"
0: Damn, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do Can you teach me how to kill people, too?
1: 16 freaking dudes (laughs) in 15 seconds. She's like, can you hear that (laughs)
0: singing every time that you come into a room? Do you hear that, too? Because I hear it. Speaking of which, on Themyscira, Queen Hippolyta has been alerted to the strange behavior of the box and goes to the temple in which it's being kept to see for herself, saying it hasn't been awoken in thousands of years. The box cracks and the Amazons prepare for war. A boom tube opened, hearkening the arrival of Steppenwolf and his horde of demons. What do you think about this new Steppenwolf design and, I guess, the character in general?
1: The design is freaking awesome. The yeah. design is awesome. If, if, if you, if the, met, the moving, the living metal.
0: Yeah, which is something man. from Man and Steel. Like the, the, this alien tech that yes. doesn't move yes. like the way you would they assume things would move.
1: They purposely kind of linked the alien technology in the way that it seems like other advanced civilizations have found a way to utilize a living metal, yeah. even if they're not the same technology, which they also made it a point to point out. Yeah. It's similar technology, but it's not the same. Yeah. But they're all living.
0: (laughs) And and the fact that they're thinking about it, like they're doing that math and doing those studies, something completely taken out of the original cut of this film that anyone was bothering with any of this stuff. So, yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the the Steppenwolf design and the way that it looked. I know there are some scenes because of the way things had to be done over COVID times that had a little choppy CGI, but I never want to hear anybody say the CGI is bad in this movie. Just look at Steppenwolf, he is that,
0: full. I think that original a, design or oh, the Josh Wien design was just really, really bad. It's like that, that was the whole movie, really, really bad. The whole movie
1: was bad, obviously, yeah. The whole everything, uh, but, like that feels. Batman he feels like a he
0: feels like a God of War one, uh, ca- villain or something. <laughs> like Cos- he seems,
1: Dungeons and Dragons cosplay. Right.
0: It it doesn't seem like like that. And the thing is, uh, I said to you off air that somehow this version, which is more CGI, I feel like I feel like it was less. I feel like they tried to humanize Steppenwolf in the uh, Justice League try to make him look more like a man. This was was less like a man, but more sympathetic. I don't understand how they did it. His literal facial expressions are more sympathetic. There's a desperation to this Steppenwolf. Whereas, there are moments like now where he speaks in all bravado because he's the baddest guy in the room. He's not always the baddest guy in the room. Especially in this film, at several points he's not, and he knows it. And that level of self-awareness is is humanizing, <laughs> of, of like, uh, like I said again, the, the desperation and stuff. Really, it really blew my mind. That added layer for this villain, because I, I thought the, he was a nothing villain in the in the original cut. Of this.
1: Well, he was. They literally removed. <laughs> well, he else. was. <laughs> <laughs> but the I end. was to <laughs> say his face. It's the emotive face. Yeah. He's got eyes. That you can relate to, <laughs> Even though He's alien. Yeah. You look at his sad eyes, and you're like, "Man, that yeah. poor month, that poor guy."
0: <laughs> that axe, though. I that, like that axe. I like that electricity. Uh, the 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 energy crackling off of that axe. Thick. Pretty. <laughs> um. So no, the... no, the
1: way it looked was insane.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the two sides do battle. And to ensure the box stays out of Steppenwolf's hands, the queen herself grabs it and seals him inside the temple which collapses off the mountainside. Unfortunately, Steppenwolf is unwavering in his quest and rises from the ocean with his parademons. Hippolyta does her best to ride away with the box, but Steppenwolf and his army kill several Amazons and horses before catching up to her and taking possession of it, vowing to find the others. The cavalry arrive, but it's too late as Steppenwolf uses a boom tube to escape. Hippolyta advises her people to warn Wonder Woman.
1: What a sequence, man.
0: So cool. What
1: a sequence. Man, the Amazons look so badass. Oh and, my and, God. And
0: how unflinching Steppenwolf is. Like I said, throwing horses. He's just grabbing. Throwing horses. Shoulder blocking horses. He's just chopping people in half at all points in this film. He
1: hit. He hit that one Amazon chick with the with the axe and
0: she looked she had like lightning in her mouth and yeah, eyes. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. Crackling with energy. And uh, oh and God. the and the parademons trying to rip the box away. Such a such a tension filled moment. And then something again cut from the other film, he gets the box and he didn't defeat all the Amazons. It's almost depicted in the first film that he did. Like Beat you got the box.
2: New
0: yep, got the box, I'm of here. To see the cavalry come, and that he might have been, you know, asked out in that moment, was refreshing. I was like, I okay, think that makes I sense. he
1: would
0: have been screwed. just <laughs> see to <him> stand <laughs> in one place and swing around in circles, that's it. Swing his axe around in circles. He would have been fine. Um, so that <laughs> ends the first chapter there. So, in chapter two, The New Age of Heroes, Steppenwolf with the box in hand makes a radiation-poisoned part of Russia his base. He sends his minions to find the missing two to complete the unity and hopefully uh, and hopefully please his master. Alfred and Bruce discuss recruiting Barry Allen with Bruce saying he made Superman a promise on his grave. We see Silas Stone leaving Star Labs and the maintenance man Howard sees a parademon searching for something. Uh, Hippolyta lights the warning fire and Diana working at a museum sees it on TV and takes it as a warning of an invasion. Authorities arrive at Star Labs and question Silas Stone and Ryan Choi. Ryan Choi. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there you go. The Adam right there. Uh, about Who had
1: like a full arc, too. Like, yeah.
0: I was like, damn. He had a mentor, gets a promotion. Like, it becomes a whole thing. Um, they question them both about the break-in. But Silas says he doesn't know what they're looking for. Later that night, he tells his son Victor that the box they have in their possession isn't safe with them. Diana surveys the scene of the warning fire, and using the arrow, stumbles upon a secret room in the tomb that tells the story of the Age of Heroes, the Mother Boxes, and Darkseid. The images shock the Amazon to her core. uh, Aquaman saves a drowning sailor and has a moment on the docks to There is a Kingdom by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds (laughs) as the sea swallows him. What do you think about that that moment where he's just like drinking and standing? I thought it was
1: great right for everyone to have a, uh, because it's a, a visual moment. thing. I, yeah. I, that visual, that just cool water splashing around, uh, to the sun. I, it's Snyder like because of, because I came in for the Snyder film. These are the things not only was I expecting but I was waiting for. Right, right, hundred percent. Yeah. Am I going to enjoy them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That this this one in particular felt weird though because when it ends. Normally these things go and they and, they, uh, and we move on to the next uh, viewpoint, but it ended and we continued following it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it fell off. It was like that's strange. I've never, uh, ha- I've never. I don't think I've had that before. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, it was a bit. It was like, yeah, it was like a pause. You think it was gonna cut to something else? and now we just continue with uh, old Arthur there.
1: He was like, whoosh! <laughs> I'm like, at <"What> water now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He visits Atlantis and is urged by Volko, a family friend and royal advisor, to help his people because the mother box isn't safe. He begs Arthur to take up his mother's trident, but he doesn't. Steppenwolf demands to see Sid, and through the molten metal, he appears and communicates that this world alone is not enough to return to Darkseid's good graces after he betrayed him. Steppenwolf begs forgiveness, but the Sid says he owes Darkseid 50,000 more worlds if he wants to break even. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think of about this apocalyptic uh, FaceTime thing? That was uh, cool.
1: <laughs> I thought that was really cool. It was visualized really cool, and the concept of it was really cool because I didn't know what he was doing. just was sticking it inside. I well, like, It was alien. Yeah, it was very alien.
0: <laughs> and it's weird because they also talk about it like being magic as well, like technology seen as magic, like that weird, you know, um, Thor line about like what you call uh magic we call science, it's just like super advanced. Um, and I think that the visual works really well, especially for Dark Side, because we're always talking about the fiery expits, right? The fiery expits, yeah. the fiery the you know, fire, the molten fire of apocalypse and how it's constantly burning. To, to so to see like the sod and dark side depicted as literal molten versions of themselves. That looked really cool. Really cool can i just
1: say that we got a lot more dark side than i ever thought we were gonna get
0: i think it works
1: uh, it, it works no no don't get me wrong part part of the um part, part part of uh what what i was dreading was not getting a lot of dark side but seeing him in the trailers a lot yeah so yeah. i was like oh no but uh, but uh no there was enough of it
0: what do you think of the obvious, you know, inspiration of the origin uh, of this team from the New Fifty
1: like, Two? Uh, the dark about, side. Yeah. What do you think about them centering to,
0: and also centering kind of on the uh, cyborg origin, right? And that's, a, that's that also was, uh, a big part of that uh, New Fifty Two. Yeah,
1: cyborg thing. being a uh, mother Box origin is a uh, is one hundred percent the New Fifty Two, uh, just Jeff jo- uh, Johns thing. Yeah. But um. I mean, it didn't, it, it worked absolutely well in this story here. I didn't even, I, it worked so well that I didn't even uh, think about the uh, origin, the original origin storyline, maybe Dark sized daughter or whatever. Like, I, I, I oh, never, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, ne- like, I never was like, I never, ex- I, I don't know. It was really good. It worked this, it worked over here. Yeah. I didn't put the two together, honestly.
0: No, I, 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 th- I actually thought it was favorable. I think that that's a, I, For all the New 52's faults, I think it was really easy the way uh, John was able to rope them all in together as a team in a a believable way uh, in the book. So, I I don't fault him for using that as a roadmap for this, because it can be quite difficult. Um, Diana visits Bruce to tell him the upcoming threat and tells the story of the Age of Heroes, a time where Mankind, the Amazons, and the Atlanteans joined forces against Darkseid and his armada, who until that point had been virtually unopposed in his undying conquest. She explains that the Mother Boxes are indestructible living machines that when combined will transform any world the Unity takes part on into a burning hellscape and its inhabitants into parademons. Before this could be done, the defenders of Earth, which include King Atlan, Queen Hippolyta, Zeus, Ares, a Green Lantern, and more, fought fearlessly and as... and as one, and managed to get the Lord of Apocalypse to retreat. Once the threat was gone, each of the three sides were entrusted with one of these mother boxes to ensure they never unite again. The Atlanteans and Amazons guard theirs, and the humans dig a hole. Uh, Diana believes <laughs> something. <laughs> Diana, then the Nazis find it, which is basically what we find now. <laughs> But So that's great. Uh, the, Hitler almost had a mother box, bro. You realize that? I, I,
1: I feel like that was dangerously close to, like, <laughs> the Avengers and the... Uh, tesseract? Finding a finding a Tesseract over the, I thought a lot of the uh, plot points in this movie were strangely similar to what ends up being the overall MCU arc.
0: I think and what's funny is that this would have beaten a lot of it to the punch if it would have came yeah, out first.
1: Yeah, that's... It's crazy, like... They, I honestly, I don't know what's going on there. I, I think <laughs> that it's one of those uh, comic book coincidences that just kind of happens. It's like the existence of uh, Thanos and Darkseid.
0: Parallel thinking.
1: <laughs> or, or uh, Not Thanos and Darkseid. Um, what's that freaking? It's like when they killed Batman and Captain America at the same time. Oh, and then yeah. You find out that both of them were not dead. They were both lost in time.
0: Right, and then they <laughs> and they brought both of their lackeys back from the dead to yeah. uh, to become secret uh, anti heroes that were trying to prove a point.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It just happens. It yeah. happens in comics.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm not. I'm not one. Stuff. I saw people trying to like make those points to discredit the film. I'm definitely not invested in any of that kind of talk <laughs> at all. That I, sucks. And I think what I think what's interesting is what I'm saying. Like in general, like I don't like in the fact that of like. Um, being like, oh, Avengers did that first. Look, at, they're trying to copy. Yeah, like, that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that conversation does That's nothing what I'm for That's, me. Yeah, that
1: sucks that that conversation even
0: exists, bro. It's so you... weird. I saw people because I have to be in a lot of groups to keep my fi- my fingers on the pulse, right? With this, you know. So, in one of the yeah. groups I saw, in a Marvel group, it was like they got their four-hour Justice League, so we should get our, you know, five-four-hour Avengers movie. But this was before that article had came out where they were like even considering it but it was like yeah. bro we got our movie and it was fine like we liked it everyone likes it Great. it's fine you what are, like... what are we what <laughs> what, is, what is this fight for what is this fight against you know let them let this happen <laughs> i'm not i'm not i don't find myself on either side uh because i think both of these publishing companies do great work uh, in different aspects. So I don't take no pleasure in a DC movie being bad or a Marvel movie being bad. You know, I want all of this to succeed because this is my favorite medium right now. So yep. I want people to take it uh, seriously and understand the inherent value of telling these stories right. Um, so when, so we speak often about comics and, um, you know, going from comic to screen and this felt like a... This felt like reading Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite oh Earths is gosh. dense. Right? It's fucking dense. It felt dense. like an event. Yeah, it's Like a dense. comic book event. It's huge. It's dense. But you know it's going to be. You know that this is what it is. You know you're buckling in for it. That it's going to it's going to have a lot of exposition. You're going to meet a lot of characters. It's going to go in a lot of directions. But it's going to also have a coda. It's going to have an epilogue. It's going to get to a point where all of this is going to connect. It's going to hit a climax. And then it's going to set us in a different direction. And like I said. It, the more that I compare this to comics. The more I like this film. <laughs> uh, because it, it, it is seemingly. You know it. It's seemingly all there there. Even with like the probably um the penultimate issue or penultimate chapter being the action filled one, right? And then getting that bit of a coda at the end of mm-hmm. like, oh well this is and maybe we'll go in this direction if we want, you know, uh kind of stuff. So nothing ever ends.
1: The in a way in a way, even if we never get uh the rest of the Snyder stuff, it kind of feels like a complete story was told. Yeah. Throughout throughout the trilogy. I if it ends up being a trilogy. Throughout the trilogy, I feel like the story was told. And anything that would have came after would have kind of been the next story, so to speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when you think about all this centering around Superman and Superman outing himself, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is all goes back to the Man of Steel argument. Uh, this all goes back to the guidance given to him by both his parents. Um, and whether or not his existence would invite challenge. And now we know his exact existence is what kept people from this Earth, uh, for the most part, uh, or kept the boxes dormant. Uh, they mm-hmm. even theorized that the boxes might have been scared of him, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, punk-ass boxes. Shiver, uh, shiver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Diana believes something has awoken the boxes and brought one of Darkseid's conquerors to Earth. Bruce says the age of heroes will come again. But, yeah, really digging the the whole like dark side grudge that whole scene sets up so much for me it's it was really the point in the film where i was like oh this is going to be good because this entire layer has a new coat of paint on it it's slower you see these combined moves seeing king atlan gut a a, a parademon just because like they already won <laughs> he just, just walks over and stabs a parademon <laughs> and i'm like yeah why not like screw all these guys Dude, that's, it was so good. that's a
1: lot of uh, that's a lot of what I enjoyed about Justice League 2 Is that not only were we telling the story about these heroes, we were building a world here. Like this was building a DC universe, and it felt like it. Yeah. we were like seeing so much, showing that this universe here had this Earth in this universe. Not only kind of it didn't just become special when Superman got here, but like there were gods that lived here, defended it, and fought back. And yeah. defeated Dark Side yeah. ten thousand years ago. That is so cool for the this only world. planet.
0: The only planet to do so. The only it planet is to so... to fight back.
1: And then the gods were depicted so great. They were so godly. They were so yeah. godly. Yeah. Dude.
0: And they Zeus... loved fighting. They loved fighting. They all loved fighting.
1: Zeus, man, Zeus was a fucking beast. I can't get over that Zeus. I don't even know if that guy is a good actor. But
0: just He just throwing that just... lightning.
1: Just that scene, I was like, "That's sick." Wonder Woman's dad. Everyone, you yeah, would have yeah. to. You would have to. They didn't harp. I like that they didn't mention like my father, and my mother were in battle. Like they didn't have to even mention that. But if you know, you know.
0: And what? You know? What an interesting, but in hindsight, yet obvious way to tell this story, right? Of course, Wonder Woman would have these roots in this. Of course, her if this really existed, this fight, her people would have stories of this and be very weary that any of this would come to pass again. Um, mm-hmm. These hieroglyphics were way better than the ones on the Aquaman wall in the in the first cut of this film, where it's just like a random picture yeah. of mother boxes yeah. and people swimming. Um, but yeah, I I the new age of heroes idea the idea that they were just brave men and women who came together seemingly against all odds to face aliens with with advanced tech who were hell bent on taking over this planet uh, really set this off because it, it 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 showed that it can happen and thus it gets you excited for the idea that our heroes could do this again
1: that yeah. see that's that's the part that ki- that kills me now yeah that we were at that as epic as that scene was, and that scene was epic. That was a scene in itself. It didn't feel like a tease. Right. It felt like a like a like a nice meal, like a scene.
2: You know, yeah. like
1: that we would have gotten a version of that on steroids. <laughs> what what like, one day, one what? day still.
0: Who know who knows? Who knows? So Honestly, I-
1: maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I felt like, it, well, well, like, Batman didn't have the faith before, but he does now, because I've seen things, I've seen things happen, man. faith, Alfred,
0: yeah, yeah, oh my god, Bruce Wayne talking about faith, holy hell, We're, you know, like this thing has come full circle, um, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, chapter three, um, where, where we basically, like, the part that is completely gone from this film. Uh, The two introductions uh, with Vic Stone and Barry Allen. So we're introduced to Barry Allen, who bumps into Iris West en route to a job interview. While Iris looks at Barry through the store window and drives off, a truck driver drops his hamburger. I I always hate these scenes. I'm like, just leave it. Just leave it. It's not that important. You already dropped it. It ain't going nowhere. You're going to kill these people. But he drops his hamburger, uh, drives to a red light, seconds away from colliding with and killing Iris. Barry uses his super speed to save her life, and get back to his interview in time before anyone notices. Uh, I made that very short so I can allot time to gush about this scene, the Speed Force, and the hot dog. But you, I know you very much like this scene. Uh, what do you like about this flash introduction scene?
1: I well, <laughs> there's uh, what's not to like? No, um, no that's true. You're, you're right. First of all, the the, the Gardner Fox uh, truck. Ah, big pop for me. I, I noticed it instantly. I was like, oh, that's the... <laughs> he that's created the
2: cool. Justice League. Yeah, that's know cool.
1: <laughs> The Granny Goodness hot dogs were strange because yes. I was like, what is that implying?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <What? Yeah. laughs> and why'd he take one? Is that where the anti-life equation is? <laughs> the hot the dogs. anti-life equation is in the hot dogs. <laughs> it's in the hot dogs, people. Put them down. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I, um, honestly, I just thought it was beautiful, man. And I know it's like... Yeah. Well, he was trying too hard, but I mean, she tried, and for me, he succeeded. <laughs> like, I loved it just to snap. Like, if you pause, uh, and some, it's just, at any moment, you can pause, it and it's like a painting. <laughs> it's the music, Barry, it's love at first sight because it's Iris West. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm married now, so I'm like, everything is like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> his sneaker, um, his sneakers coming apart, pretty cool.
1: The Flash sneakers with the little Flash yeah. logo
0: um get, getting the uh you know breaking through that glass pretty damn people, cool
1: people were mad that it was a slow motion but i'm like it's the flash
0: it's the speed force people they they may not that, know the speed that, force though
1: that's his thing you know that's the thing that's the thing if anybody uh <laughs> if, if anybody was gonna accept, yeah and it yeah it gets out, gets
0: away with this if anyone gets away with this it's him yeah yeah you know what do, what do you think about really the speed cool. force and stuff in comparison to what you've seen on cw or with quicksilver is this your oh favorite version God. of Super Speed?
1: I hadn't even considered. I hadn't compared it because I am not a fan of Quicksilver's powers in the MCU. The way they look, it's yeah. just like zip, zip, zip. Yay! It's like the he
0: just—it's it's like he just leaves a stain where he, where yeah, he like, goes, <laughs> like a gray streak, a little
1: blurry stain. Yeah, look at him—the yeah. streak. Yeah, uh, and and it's kind of cheap. It feels cheap. Yeah, and obviously, Fox Quicksilver is—it's uh, its own thing. Right. And I feel like this. Speed Force was like Fox's Quicksilver Speed Force, but like Zack Snyderized.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like I like you know? like the tendrils of electricity sparking off.
1: That's cool. That time really that cool. he' yeah. Like about to move, like he hasn't even moved yet, and it's like, sh- you see it. <laughs> right? yeah. That's really cool. That is really cool. And then obviously we gonna we'll get to the more uh, the the even cooler Speed Force stuff later on. Yeah, I feel like at that point this CW just doesn't have a chance.
0: It's no, they do, the, they do this, and they they kind of, they they do three of these sequences, in my opinion. They do this one, mm-hmm. they do the one where they uh, get back Superman, and then they do it for the third time. And I think each That's time, true. yeah, each time informs you a little bit more about this process, you know, and, and his mastery of it. Um, so in this instance, we just see it as is. You know, the next time we okay. see it, um, we see that he's able to actually reverse time a bit. Um, That's
1: another little arc. Just so his mastery of his powers. Yeah. I was about to
0: say, where in the original one, it was just him falling all the time. <laughs> he never gets it together. No, he never gets it together. And he's not even part of the main thing. At the end, it's that joke that he's so inept that all he does is move a car of two people, right? Two or three people. And Superman I, saves a whole building.
1: I just push. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: One person, what's brunch? <laughs> yeah. No brunch, man. No brunch in this Have hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. It, what is it? A uh, virgin, virgin? Um, uh, Barry. Uh, you know, talking about brunch and Chad Barry stealing hot dogs, putting them in his pocket.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, it's it's honestly crazy. people say like night and day, but like I would see Justice League merchandise and physically feel like. Ugh. You know, it's like yeah. sick it's disgusting yeah. The Flash's outfit Cyborg they reminded me of bad times yeah you know like Ezra Miller Flash like as cool as it was to see him in Crisis I couldn't get the big big feel for it because it just reminded me of Justice League yeah. you know now I'm like trying to go backwards and I'm like well I guess the Justice League version should be cheap because nobody wanted it <laughs> <laughs> like, so, specifically, the way I feel about this character, Barry Allen now, like, I almost can't wait to see the Flash movie. But,
0: oh, yeah, I was going mean, I to ask that. So, like, what were your opinions on him in the first film? Can you remember?
1: Yeah, it was bad. It was, I hated it. Yeah. But it was, it was so heavy. And yeah. then, when he started joking around here, too, I got worried in the beginning. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> like, he's like, what's uh, a resume?
0: I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh,
1: man. But that as but as the movie went on, you start to realize it's just the right amount of yeah. comedic, belief, you know. But yeah, and he, ha- and he so... has good
0: comedic timing. I think in the other he things does. that were written, he he nails them. A lot of those other jokes, I, I and and you know, we'll get to Vic in a second. But I started to realize through this um, something that I spoke about in the Daredevil uh you know the Daredevil Netflix review so in the Daredevil Netflix review i remember saying that one of the things that amazed me about Charlie Cox's portrayal of Daredevil and Matt Murdock is that i felt like he spoke when he spoke as Matt Murdock he spoke as someone who can hear everything very sensitively so he spoke very low and very calm because he himself can sense right the stress in people and hears everything so loud, so he's being incredibly considerate in how he speaks. I feel like there was something similar done with Cyborg in this, where he is so much machine, even though he's human, that he's he's created like this monotone, cool demeanor in this. That you're not even sure... There's moments where he's able to get emotional. But I really... I I liked his distant... um, I guess demeanor. It was never depicted as... Just strange or weird. There's almost even even a little bit of Dr. Manhattan to it, um, of like being the king of zeros and ones. Uh, uh, but yeah, you were saying?
1: I was going to say, apparently Snyder says uh, that the influence was on purpose. Because uh, there was just something about their personalities. And, and, uh, and uh, I guess Vic at this moment would be similar to that. To, to the way Dr. Manhattan was always.
0: <laughs> ah, so I'm glad I picked up so on that. They, didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they, he took the inspiration on purpose. But again, just the way you were saying it, uh, exactly what you are saying, I agree 100%.
0: Yeah. Uh, boo, 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 so, parademons drag Atlanteans to the surface to be interrogated by Steppenwolf. That's, again, incredibly badass, incredibly dark scene, right? That's to watch these so people being sighted. dragged from their home. Yeah. Uh, and like then, fish
1: out of water. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted him to, to be plop.
0: flopping around. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. he's flopping around, then he just dunks their head in a in a, in a puddle. <laughs> because
1: like, this is an inconsistency. This is this is something nobody mentioned. I guess I guess you could write the plot hole away in your head. But right. uh, uh, Aquaman, when he's referenced as uh, uh someone who breathes in air, it surprises you when it Yes, air you must be mixed blood, right? Meanwhile, these Atlanteans didn't suffocate when they came up into the air. Well, we've and even seen in Aquaman.
0: Kept... In Aquaman, everyone has suits with water in it. Like yeah. The, yeah. You know. So, like, so, th- that doesn't yeah, make sense here. Speaking of not making deal? sense and being a bit of a stretch, <laughs> um, uh, Wolf uses, I guess, Apocalypse tech to pull the image of the box from the mind of one of the guards, right? You seen that little spider thing? Yes. I saw a stretch, and I'm always wanting to look for Easter eggs and stuff like that. That people were saying that that was a nod to Starro.
1: It is. No, no, no. Well, are you sure? No, 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 no. That's not the nod to Starro. Uh,
0: I think the nod. Oh, to there Star-O, is a I nod think, to Starro.
1: You think? I think it's in. Um, I think it's in Star Labs. Oh, okay. Oh, so, not not Star Labs. Um, the Superman ship.
0: Okay. I don't know.
1: Uh, do we ever go to actual Star Labs, or do we ever? Or do we see? We're uh, in Star that Labs weird people.
0: We're in that weird thing. Yeah, we, Star Labs, I, I assume that we're in Star Labs when um, they come looking for the mother box. When the FBI comes by uh, to investigate that the, the guy had got attacked by the parademon.
1: So I think, because people reference, oh my god, there was a Star Wars reference in the Star Labs. So I, I didn't get to see it myself. And I don't know what it is.
0: Oh, I saw <laughs> I that and I was like, that's, that, I don't think that's what that is. But
1: people were right to look for the Starro. A reference because it is Starro who brought together the Justice League originally. Anyway,
0: people seem adamant about beginning that guy giving his giving him his time in the sun. Starro, he
1: was a guy. He was the original Justice League origin man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And reinvented for this for the modern era with Jarro. You know, Jarro
1: is Jarro is the one who needs to be on TV.
0: <laughs> that listen, we've seen Baby Yoda, we've seen Baby Groot. Jarro may be what breaks this whole thing for the Snyderverse. <laughs> Jarro is gonna win over the world. That's it. That's all Scott Snyder needs to do. He needs to, in case of emergency, break Jarro. And that's it. You got this. Uh, Lois looks through Clark's old things. Um, that's like, I feel like a lot of the Lois stuff could kind of get cut. But uh, I also am admittedly not a huge fan of Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Uh, how do you think she was uh, depicted in all this?
1: I thought it worked well to uh, to keep the, uh, the sense of Superman... Superman's uh, absence I hanging agree. over the film.
0: Yeah, you Which know what's be-
1: people are gonna. I think some people were mad that it was that Lois was just used for that. But I, 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 I mean that sometimes characters are just used to do things. I wouldn't want.
0: I wouldn't want her on some flimsy investigation just to tie her in.
1: Yeah, they do yeah, that all you know, the
0: time. They do it all the time.
1: Some- Corny Hollywood. I, I, oh, I've been investigating the picture of the drawing. and Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: you know what? I talked to some people, but well, that guy gave me guff. So now I've got to go back to him and figure out what's really going on. But he's had some house troubles. So that's what's really going on with him. And I need to sit down and talk. No, no, no. I don't, no, I don't need any of that. And I, I, the thing that you said about the Superman thing, in the Justice League, you always get this feeling that the movie doesn't start until Superman shows up yeah, like it all just feels like a run up until he shows up where in this there's there's something really pleasing about them trying to do this completely without him and getting close and then being like well what if we can get him and then he disappears and they go well I guess we're just going to have to do this ourselves there was something very pleasing on rewatch about that where I felt mm-hmm. like in the other ones, it was like, well, we, we know he's coming, he's on everything, so we just gotta wait for him to show up. Um, but yeah, I really liked that this team was competent without Superman. Um, they caused pain, you know. They were smart. They came up with plans, um, and it's good to know that they're they're valuable without the Man of Steel on occasion. I thought
1: that was. I thought I actually was a. Uh... Well, I guess there's more stuff to get to. We'll get to this, what I need to say.
0: Okay. <laughs> Diana and Bruce discuss whether Aquaman is good for the team and decide to split up to find the others from tapes Bruce saw in BVS. Diana will investigate the cyborg while Bruce tracks down the speedster. Um, a little bit of what people were calling um, a, little like a little bit of flirtatious vibes or, or fumbling over the mouth. Down. I'm
1: down <laughs> for uh, Wonder Bat. Wonder Bat.
0: If you, you've spoken Bruce. about your fandom of Wonder Bat, you know, uh, and I'm and, guessing you like Wonder Bat more than uh, Bruce Lane. Psh,
1: <laughs> obviously, they, I, I like, I, I, like I said, sometimes the, the in his uh, mission to see these heroes as not only gods, but. You know, people with complex emotions. He's kind of lost the plot because <laughs> <laughs> there's like borders. You know, there's certain things where you'd be like, as cool as that would be, this wouldn't happen to Batman,
0: right? Right. But, you know. Yeah.
1: And obviously, this guy doesn't have those borders. So, so <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that he got reined in with that one aspect of the thing. Like, pull that back. Right. It got too far. He almost fell off a cliff. Pull him back. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It could have got real. It could have got real messy in the DCU. Real fast, um, but yeah, yeah. I wonder if he meant to go in this direction. Um, well, because <laughs> we know about the we know about the notes of the t- of you know the, what he thought about doing with the second and third installments of this film, um, mm-hmm. and you know the rumor was that Lois was going to be pregnant with his baby, uh, Bruce's baby. So that was going to cause a, a little bit of a riff there. But then if if that was your initial plan on the outset, why tease this Wonder Bat stuff? You think?
1: Because it changed. When, before he ever started making Justice League, they told him no. That was the one thing they told him no at first. Like, well, no, that's not happening. Okay. So he moved on. So if we were ever going to see a full version of this, it would not include the subplot of Bruce and Lois. It would instead be uh, Superman's baby. Okay, that, so he
0: um, wanted he wanted um, Wonderbat, and they said no? Mm-hmm. So, he, no, he, wanted Lois,
1: to... he, wanted, he wanted Lois and Bruce. And okay, then he and said no. Said no.
0: okay, and they said So he went that. to Wonderbat. Okay, okay.
1: Which works better because honestly, the idea that Superman and Lois would name their baby Bruce, okay, that works better.
0: That, yeah.
1: the, the Superman and Lois thing works better. But I guess we'll talk about that. If we're doing sequential, we'll talk about that later.
0: Yes. Um. We are suddenly at Goth, a at Gotham Knights football game where their captain Vic Stone is later accused of hacking the school computer to change uh, someone's grades, something his mother seems proud of. Stone is an amazing football player and his mom cheers him on from the stands even if his dad never watches a game. This very fact leads to a car ride conversation between mother and son where Vic, Vic asks his mom to stop making excuses for him. As they speak, they are involved in a horrific accident that kills Vic's mom and mangles Vic's body. Silas says he refuses to let his son die. Back in the present, Vic blames his dad for how he turned out. Silas leaves him a recording that explains the scope of his connection with his technology now that he is Cyborg. He learns to fly and that he can topple military or financial empires. Silas says the fate of the world is in his hands. He uses his powers to gift a hard working single mother thousands of dollars. Before Silas could give advice as a father, Cyborg destroys the recorder um I think an awesome awesome moment uh awesome introduction really cool mental stuff with that all that stuff I, I felt like there were people that weren't fans of it but I really like how all of that was displayed like the actual mm-hmm. power he had and how he can I, see it yeah
1: I'm definitely a fan of the big stone mindscape stuff
0: yeah because it's like
1: Obviously, this stuff is all happening in ones and zeros. And that's not fun to look at.
0: Right, right. We've all seen The Matrix. You can't do that forever.
1: You know, like, this is basically how he sees those ones and zeros. And that is great because there's also how he still sees himself as a whole person. Yeah. Like, like, most of the Mindscape scenes, he's still Vic wearing a uh, leather jacket. Yeah,
0: the leatherman jacket. Until
1: he finally accepts himself. Yeah, and now he's in the mindscape as
0: cyborg. That's how he sees himself now.
1: Now he's not. Bro- I'm not broken. Oh my god, so I'm cool. It It is. <laughs> uh, how
0: how good is Silas in this role, though? Of like it's explaining so this. Um, I love the line. You know, the the struggle won't be not do um won't be doing it. Will be not doing it. Not doing it all that's the time. It. Not looking. That really that was like right wow. There, okay, yeah. 100%. That's
1: heavy because that right there kind of really puts it on you like cyborg is a god too yeah just like the rest of them he's a god he's a modern god a god of technology
0: i don't know if you saw it, but there's this part in in the doom patrol um where cyborg is he's on a dating app and so he like Mm -hmm. uh he gets with somebody you know they, they exchange it back and forth and his computer overrides and like searches her searches cameras and finds her like on a bus you know and like he can just survey her like that's the power that he has at any moment at any given time he can pinpoint somebody through the ATM records security cameras whatever but it, um, it it showed how quick and powerful he can get and how much of our entire reality now is based on those ones and zeros right from financial to military you know and across the board so he really has all of this in his hands for sure um, also, him pretending to um, him trying, uh, sorry, learning how to fly. We get that cool shot of the facial armor that we got in the commercial or the trailer that we never saw in the film, which I thought was cool. And then seeing how he could fly is the introduction to those jets, those little yeah jets, which those I thought were weird. Jets. Which I thought were weird when he attacked Superman because that's the first time we saw them in the Justice League. So I was like, where the hell did those come from? But seeing this now sets a precedent for that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Barry visits his dad in prison, who is locked away for the death of his mother. Believing him to be innocent, Barry is attempting to work in criminal justice, but his father advises him to stop worrying about him and live his own life. He goes home or to his headquarters. Which one do you think it is? Because <laughs> I couldn't figure like a... this out. The two he things, seems pretty homeless. The two things I could not figure out in this is where are the various places that the league met up the bat cave and is the league this is how in a
1: hangar in a in a in a hangar where he had the um the I don't know what it is I
0: called it the bat plane because I, I needed to call some these things things uh, in my notes and I have no idea what the hell it was called
1: I know it's got an it's got to have a name yeah it does what was the other thing the flying fox or the war like bat that?
0: the war bat or some there was a night crawler
1: night crawler no 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 uh, damn, I, I want to say Fox, something Fox, but yeah, they, it's a hangar where he has this this thing inside. Okay, uh, that's where they were meeting up at.
0: But um, but even even the when they get introduced, things, to, even when they get introduced to Alfred.
1: Well, yeah, that's where... Uh, no, no, no. When they get introduced to Alfred, is when they're in the cave, right? Because Barry comes but out of But that's the what I'm saying. I don't like, think
0: we've ever seen the cave besides a little bits of BVS. So I don't know if, like, the yeah, hangar yeah, is no, attached I, to the cave. <laughs> I've <or> watched <laughs> the
1: movie so much now that I can tell you for sure. Right. The hangar, where they talk about uh, the hangar is, is definitely different from the cave. Okay. The cave we don't see until they come down in the elevator. And together. that cave it's- is attached
0: to that glass house, right?
1: That cave is attached to the glass house. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Makes yeah. No sense.
1: But the hangar, I don't. I don't know where it at. Where it actually is at. It might be uh, attached to the house too, in the back.
0: Right. 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 <laughs>
1: honestly, don't. I was know.
0: just trying to. I was just trying to gauge, like, where. Where is all this stuff? Because it's like I'm writing my notes. and I'm like, Barry goes home. Is that his home? No. But see the
1: Barry thing. <laughs> I think he honestly lives there because the, he looks like he's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's trying but to like, find I a job. Think, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think
1: he lives there. <laughs> if you
0: can generate electricity and you don't you're out of work, I could see why you would go into like an abandoned factory.
1: Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing.
0: An f- abandoned factory by the railroad. Uh he turns on his lights, he sees Bruce Wayne, and uh is recruited for his team. Uh but not before throwing a battery at him to test his super speed. Um Barry seems enthusiastic about having friends, but never brings up brunch. Two <laughs> two Jenkins. things Two things I want to bring up about this. First, um, the Batarang scene is in super slow motion now. It's a lot slower. Mm -hmm. But it allows Barry Allen to convey facially, um, oh shit, oh what was that? Did this guy just try to throw something at me? Is that a Batarang? If that is a Batarang, then that means that that's Batman. Why is Batman here? <laughs> let me grab that and, and, and figure out. what it, Oh, oh snap. I just, by dodging it, I just showed what my powers are. Okay, let me grab it and let me continue this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think they really did a good job of him like looking at Bruce, trying to decide, looking at the Batarang. Um, yeah, so that's one thing I wanted to bring up. The second thing is... Uh, as they're eating the pizza and they drive away, there's a billboard in the background. And I'm there, you know, I'm I'm looking for the LexCorp of it all. I'm looking for every Easter egg I can find in the background. Uh, because it's such a prominent shot of this billboard. And in looking closer, it was a uh, Suicide Helpline billboard. Yeah. Uh, which I broke my it. heart. Uh, yeah. Uh, in doing so, uh, because it is the right thing to do, um, that hotline will also be in the show notes. For this episode of the podcast. And if anybody is is going through stuff. Life is the longest and most unfair and wonderful and horrible and amazing thing we will ever experience. And sometimes through, through, through the lows we need people to talk to. So um, I'm going ahead and put that hotline number in the show notes in case any of you guys need it. But, um, it's a somber moment but again in doing something like that in a blockbuster like this he could be saving more lives. You know, so I think that that that's awesome.
1: One of the things that rarely gets mentioned about the Snyder Cup people until Zack Snyder himself started bringing it to uh, bringing it to attention is that the Snyder Cup movement was really, really big on uh, raising money and donating it, uh, donating it to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You remember, in, uh, the, you remember the sandwich? Do you
0: remember the subway thing? <laughs> no, I don't. So there right. was something like if there was something about Subway, like if you can retweet, whatever, whatever, we'll gift 50,000 sandwiches to something and they got it done. And so Subway donated 50,000 sandwiches to, to needy people. Nice. You know, so it's like it's like this thing. It, it reminds me very much of like the GameStop thing now that like GameStop just yes. just adopted a gorilla. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, the guys at Wall Street bets just uh, pulled their money together and adopted, like they, they now are funding and you know sponsoring a gorilla. So it's like, for all the bad that's being said, look at what the good that's being done. Like, how could you be mad at this? How could you be mad at these it, people?
1: Honestly, I gotta say too, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have talked a lot about the toxic Snyder fandom, and and I've gotten to thinking like. Again, some of the uh, perception of the of of the Snyder Cut people, like they call them a cult. They're so obsessed, whatever. They're they're commenting this in every thread. So I genuinely, they're, they're using the words harassment and uh, death threats and everything. So I'm genuinely looking into it, and I'm seeing like within the hashtag. I'm trying to get on the ground, yeah. to get on the ground, and see what's happening here. And most of the "Quote unquote toxicity" is actually not toxic. It's people asking others within the hashtag not to be toxic, and you never actually see the toxicity. It's just a bunch of nice people. It's just a bunch <laughs> of nice people tweeting a hashtag, and I, this is being called harassment.
0: Yeah, you know what it is. I I don't know necessarily about Twitter because I'm not I'm not that active on Twitter. But in the groups that I'm in, again, and I uh, you see the best and the worst. The worst that I've seen is just the whole like. If you don't like Man of Steel, if you don't like BBS, it's because you're dumb. It's because you don't get yeah, that, the obvious, that, yeah. you know, thing there. Yeah. And thus, when we get our other smart movie, a.k.a. the Snyder Cut, you don't get to enjoy it because you don't understand it, uh, the thing. But again, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. That rolls off my back. I don't really care about people who obsess this, to that, that point.
1: I can see that being toxic. But I mean, like movie, especially in the world of superheroes, it beca- there's like a tribal... Marvel versus DC thing, which is, I hate to feel like I'm above anybody, but if I'm above anybody, it's those
0: tr- <laughs> Right. No, but the other thing is, like, <laughs> we, we we play around in both worlds, Uh, you know, when, you know, full transparency, we were both professional wrestling fans. And mm. I feel like there's a lot of things echoing in both of those worlds. And one of those things was, at a time, people were considering whether or not fans hijacking a fandom was a good thing or not. You know, there was a lot of talk about the Rick and Morty fans. There was a lot of talk about professional wrestling fans. There was a lot of talk about you know certain like the, the Beehive with Beyonce and the Cardi B stands. <laughs> and you know, there was a lot of talk about how you know how far fa- fa- fans were willing to go to discredit other people to g- dig up stuff on Twitter. So I I get the point of toxic fandom. It was weird. I remember you know when around when this was coming out. Yeah, there was article about. Upon article about like is this giving into the but it's like and then what like this, all you're gonna get is now this other campaign which I mean yeah. you can see what happens but again it, it's not they're not asking for hostages they're not you know demanding an all white cast of Justice League you know, that, like the <laughs> like, demands are not not that bad and have proven to be financially uh, <laughs> viable I'm saying, and successful like, so like I don't I don't get to I don't get the
1: Legitimately, uh Legitimately, 1.8 million people, apparently, so far, they can confirm tuned in to watch the Snyder Cut. Holy hell. That's money. That is money.
0: That yeah. is so much
1: money that they're saying no to uh, for what seems like a spiteful reason. And it's not like, I feel like they see it as people want them to cancel everything they've invested in. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that's the case. We like this in addition
0: to. Do you you want to talk for a little bit? Uh, This is something that I think that you have not only spoken about uh, with me off air, but it seemingly have been very interested in and being on the pulse of this idea of sabotage, that even in saying that they would release this, that uh, Warner Brothers would be at opposing ends with Snyder in the promotion of and continuation of all this stuff. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I usually try to uh, steer away from conspiracy style talk. But there's yeah. some things that are just so obvious that they deserve to be mentioned. Right. <laughs> so uh the entire the entire reason that we get to see the Snyder Cut now is not a Warner Brothers decision, you know? It didn't come from Warner Brothers films. Yeah. It came from it came from people at HBO Max and more importantly than that. It was something spread on by uh, people above them at at and who owns the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Right. So uh, now WB, after freaking years of first denying that it exists, then denying that they would ever work on it, you know, <laughs> they, you know right. They're being forced to release it, confirm its existence, pay seventy million to finish it, and bring Zack Snyder out. It. it uh, this movie existing. Flies in the face of them trying to move on, yeah, from Zack Snyder, it's
0: and and, and, very... it's, and it's so weird to see them talk out of both sides of their mouth, right? To see the yeah. posts <laughs> promoting, and then also, well, we're not continuing. He's done his strategy. We're gonna keep that <laughs> as is. It's so there's
1: some things like. There's some things that you just have to do. There's people that have to be a piece. There has to be merchandise released. There has to be posts Toys probably, things. yeah. Toys. You have to do this because this is money that we spent that we need to make back. What they hope is we would assume. This is just assuming based off of what we know on human nature, you know. Like, right. That people were like a little salty but a little spiteful and there was a originally they wanted to put out King Kong versus Godzilla at the same weekend I remember as, this. it's not a cut I remember which this, they yep. thought because they thought it was strong enough to quell the buzz you know but um I think they've learned they obviously realized no we might just harm Godzilla versus Kong what a so shot what it. a
0: shot in the foot right like why would you why would you want
1: to hurt your own product? It's crazy the things that we're seeing that go against what you would normally want for a movie. Except, but again, but again, this. in
0: both worlds that we live in, it seems to be something going on.
1: <laughs> I think our experience with a with another stubborn corporation-style <laughs> company is what makes this so easy to
0: see through. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: It's like they, there's some things that are just. Uh, Universal? (laughs) Yeah, you can just see it. It's no longer conspiracy as much as an observation. Godzilla vs. Kong coming out. Okay, understand the way movies work. The ten pole things, something as big as a DC film will get room to breathe so that it can make the most money and get the most attention possible. And then you put out the next ten pole thing. Mm-hmm. that Godzilla versus Kong would come out maybe in the next quarter. Yeah. So that I can get the spring money. You know, two weeks? You're trying to kill. you're cutting right into the attention.
0: Yep. And you're gonna hope that Khan stays popular and in the zeitgeist for a couple of weeks. We spoke about this when we were talking about one division, right? Like you want these things to live and breathe for a while. have people create memes, conversations, podcasts like this. Um and if if they're ready on to the next thing. If we're already all moved on to the next big temple film, uh, we don't have those conversations, and it dies on the vine. It stops being the thing being talked about, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they wanted at the time. You know, that's what they wanted. They wanted to quiet all this. Which? Yeah,
1: basically, you want, you want to cut it all off. You want to shit, you, you you want to you want it to go away. Yeah. But the Snyder Cut movement is not going anywhere. No unfortunately it's it's very apparent that it's now just become the restored Snyderverse movement no
0: it you know so you know you know you know you know who i see you know who i see as this even though it, they're obviously different to continue this this uh metaphor that we're using i feel like this is kind of like a cm punk situation in which <laughs> like if cm punk comes back and to to those who are only comic book fans, none of this makes any sense to you. But if CM Punk were to come back, right? And have a killer match and a killer promo, everybody who has always said that he should come back would be instantly gratified. Right? I think It'd be, the, it, Go ahead, brother. I
1: was gonna say, uh <laughs> uh, there was a point where it was in it was at his it was uh it, it was all on him too. To yeah, come the back ball was in
0: his, the ball was in his court, yeah.
1: But like Snyder is like completely out of his hands, right?
0: <laughs> but but, but uh, more so that like it it it's all a it's all a dream until it actually happens. And if it actually happens and it's actually good, then you were right. And I think that's what's crazy about this Snyder cut existing is that it's good. Again, if it was bad, if it was, you know, overly dramatic. If it, was, if it wasn't getting the praise that it was getting, this would have died on the vine, in my opinion. But the people who believed in this knew it had the possibility to be great. And it turns out that it was great. And once you bust open that can of worms, what else are you hiding that could be great? <laughs> what else aren't you allowing to be great? And let Zack Snyder be great, is what they're trying to say uh, in that instance there. Um, where were we? Okay, Alfred and Diana chat, and he shows her the energy-absorbing gauntlet he's made for Bruce, which makes her laugh. That made me uh, laugh, too, because she's like, oh, yeah, I have those already. <laughs> um, She tries to look up Silas and Victor Stone, but her system is hacked, and a message appears telling her to meet. When she arrives at the location, Cyborg shows up, but after cutting the streetlights off, oh, but after cutting the streetlights off, Diana asks for his help to save the world, and Vic says, fuck the world. <laughs> I'm, I was like, oh, I, boy. I think I might make that shirt, uh, <laughs> fuck the world, and just, like, the dash Cyborg. <laughs> uh, like, fuck the world, Krypton had his chance. People people get in mood sometimes. Diana tells him he has gifts, but Vic disagrees. She tries to establish a connection through their shared loss, but Vic flies away and buries the mother box he has in his and his mother's grave. Uh, At Star Labs, Ryan Choi tells Silas that when bombarded with x-rays, the inner core of alien metal heats to an unimaginable level. Silas comes home to see the recorder destroyed, and Vic and the box gone before he himself is apprehended by a parademon. In Gotham, Commissioner Gordon is asked if he thinks Batman is behind the parademon abductions, and he denies it. The parademons bring uh, Silas to Steppenwolf, Bruce and Barry meet with Diana, and tells him... And she tells him Cyborg won't be joining them. One of the little things that I like, little changes, is I like that they took Vic out of the uh sweatsuit early. I feel like in almost all of the Justice League he was in that hoodie.
1: Uh Oh, that's right. The weird <laughs> the hoodie.
0: Yeah. The sweatsuit. He, I hear he's out and proud, right? He's always dressed, as he says.
1: Did you uh did you notice the Spectre?
0: The Spectre is in this in around that scene?
1: Yeah, he's in the movie. He's a uh, Crispus Allen. Oh, is uh is in the precinct talking to uh, Commissioner Gordon.
0: Oh wow, that's pretty damn interesting.
1: Yeah, I only noticed because someone was like, they were like, mad. they were like a black man named Crispus. What the hell? And uh... I was like, wait a minute, I know a black man
0: named Crispus. And isn't he in? I... Isn't he in custody when he gets that?
1: Who, uh, Crispus Allen? Yeah. He's
0: he a, no, he's a cop. Oh he's a cop Oh no oh, wait, wait wait Am he, I mixing up? No, Billy Corrigan's the cop, is he? Uh no Christmas
1: Billy Allen's Corrigan just... is
0: the is Billy Corrigan is the <laughs> And the viewet <UA> guy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like that's a different <laughs> Yeah, no, Crispus Allen is a is a is a police officer who dies and becomes suspected, but I don't think he's the first one. I think he's like the second body. Or
0: something like that. James is, James yeah. Corrigan. <laughs> Billy Corrigan. J- uh, uh, <laughs> it, was his, it was his brother, uh, James really... Corrigan, a deceased That's cop.
1: Something.
0: James Corrigan is the deceased cop, and Crispus Allen is, uh, you're right. He's black, and he is the third host of the Spectre. Uh, police veteran, yeah, Detective Crispus, Al, Al, right? Detective Crispus Allen. Uh, working in the Gotham City Police Department, major crimes unit. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I was like, wow, look at my boy. That's cool. We got a whole DC universe going on here.
0: There's stuff in the background, (laughs) man. They're definitely building things. Was it cool to see JK back as uh, Commissioner Gordon?
1: Oh, yeah. He's a good Gordon. He was a good Gordon, man. Uh, As it turns out, this was apparently... would have been the beginning of... uh, He was older because they wanted to replace him with Barbara. And then we would have gotten barbara gordon in this universe oh, so that's interesting another thing another thing we won't see but fun it's, to know.
0: it's funny because i feel like these uh reveals of characters in the dc universe come in waves like you'll see them start getting more prominence in the comics and then you'll see the cw start to adapt or uh the you know the hbo max shows and then the films because like barbara gordon <laughs> seems to be somebody that we're going to be seeing a lot of in titans and stuff like they're gonna start rolling her in it's almost like they do like it's like an assembly line like okay all right, everybody this year we're getting this person over you know so Barbara might be up next um we did uh okay so in Atlantis a boom tube opens and Steppenwolf appears he separates many Atlanteans from their bodies and when Mira (laughs) tries to hold him back by draining him of all his bodily fluids he knocks her down Badass moment. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. You think... So, it... I
1: don't know if enough people noticed. Because I didn't notice until the second watch what it was that she was doing to fight him. Like, when she... Pulls when she pops open the bubble, it takes away his ability to flow. He falls down and crashes, yeah. And then she sucks first the water out of him and then the blood, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, she was about to smoke him. And it's funny because he throws her away and then he looks and he shakes his head, yeah. Oh man, I was about to die, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I
0: mean, could you imagine? I like, could you imagine that one feeling of a uh, one instance of all of your body fluids getting pulled from the same place? Like, oh my god, uh, also,
1: I was gonna ask, um i know we've moved on from it but the scene um actually did we get to the rooftop scene with jim gordon we did
0: no, right no no yet. no we didn't no okay cool i, I and and it. so yes. that's that's part of this movie at various points i'm like wait didn't this happen but the, it's there's a lot of back and forth
1: like there's it's a lot of going of the-
0: back to the there's a lot of going back to the rooftop there's a lot of going back to the you know the hangar there's a lot of going back to the russian uh plant situation and a lot going back to our Labs. <laughs>
1: And I That's never wanna and this is why I never wanna watch that movie again. I never wanna get these scenes confused again. I only want one definitive version to exist in my head.
0: Ah uh, well we're we're gonna rectify that and I'll explain how we're gonna do that at the end of this podcast. But they, there's <laughs> going to be only the Snyder cut and the click cut at the end of the day when push comes to stuff <laughs> with this. Uh so yeah, yeah, I was I was very impressed with their ability to show uh her ability to Manipulate water and where it goes, um, and in this case, almost drain a man of his bodily fluids. Uh, As he goes for the killing blow, Aquaman arrives and they face off. Should have been the first, it's not going to be the first instance of, or the last instance of him trying to kill somebody and somebody randomly showing up. But uh, they face off. Once they get distance, Steppenwolf grabs the box and booms out of there, now possessing two of the three. With him gone, Mira tries like Volko to convince Aquaman to join the fight, but he's still reluctant. Cyborg comes home and sees his father's glasses, deducing something happened to him. He then sees the bat signal. With two out of three of the boxes, Steppenwolf's stronghold grows even bigger and creates a dome around itself. The sod appears so he can be debriefed and demands Steppenwolf interrogate his prisoners to find the last box. He promises to rip the answers from them. I think that's all
1: Desad being a douchebag. Desad came out of the film as one of the meme-worthy characters, which is always great. You he's always toxic. That
0: to My man, is toxic. He's he dirty out here, he, He's out here, uh, you know, whispering in ears. You know, man, I told you, I told you, he wasn't, he wasn't shit. See? I told you, see that shit? I told you, he wasn't shit.
1: Dirty decide.
0: Dirty Deside. <laughs> Uh Chapter four: Change Machine. Commissioner Gordon lights the bat signal to get answers from Batman. He arrives with Wonder Woman and the Flash. They, as they talk about the looming threat, a cyborg arrives to fill them in about Silas. Wonder Woman figures the Parademons must have a nest nearby, and they figure out it's underground between Gotham and Metropolis. They head to Strikers Island, uh, and our heroes dismount from Batman's huge vehicle. So that's, that's when they're actually on the rooftop with uh, Jim. Later.
1: What's... Now... Now in the Josh Whedon version, was Aquaman on the roof or am I misremembering
0: something? No, I don't think he was ever on the roof. But there's a scene of him going like dressed like a bat in front of in front of Homeboy, isn't there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in front of uh Commissioner Gordon. Am I and am I am I misremembering now?
1: See now I'm watching the rooftop scene and I was like, don't I wasn't Aquaman here?
2: <laughs> but and,
1: and now the and the way I remember it. He was standing to the side as if it was a shot that was added in.
2: Hmm.
1: He's, like, on the roof, like, dressed like a bat. a dig it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah dressed like a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, the only dress-like-a-bat line that we get in the Snyder version is in the beginning of the movie, right?
0: Yes. I'm looking now, and I can't find any photo proof. Oh, no, wait. No, yeah, there's one of him standing... Right there, and Batman and Commissioner Gordon looking at him. He's holding his little belt. He's in his full crab armor thing. <laughs> uh, that makes that so muddled now. Because in our narrative now, he doesn't want anything to do with any of this. It just keeps falling into his lap, Aquaman. And it isn't until the hole gets burst through the Gotham Harbor that he finds it an, an in and makes a decision. Uh, yeah. So to have him on the rooftop kind of muddies waters, a bit. But you know, garbage. They find Steppenwolf interrogating his hostages, and when Silas bucks up to defend one of them, Steppenwolf grabs him. This causes Cyborg to attack and give away their position. Wonder Woman is next to take the fight to Steppenwolf, who tells his Parademons to back off while Flash and Cyborg evacuate civilians. So, I saw this. Um. Scene-to-scene or, yeah, scene-by-scene comparison or whatever. And it's the little things, bro. It really is the smallest, little, what people would might call minuscule things that can change a character's motivation, their depiction, and all that, right? There's a part in this where Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman are fighting, right? And in the Snyder cut, he says back up i want to fight her one-on-one um this one belongs to me and she says i belong to no man and then they just throw hands uh in the josh whedon one he says something like my my axe is still slick with the blood of your sisters like he disses her which gets her mad which then gets her to go ham there's such a difference there because in Snyder's, she don't need a reason to go ham She don't need a reason to get get in your face and not be afraid and take you on head-on with anyone else. The other one made her feel emotional. Like she was there and then he dissed her so she had to run up and try to shut him up. Such a small... Seconds. Seconds in a film.
1: And the line, too. The actual line. I belong to no one.
0: Right. Which 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 Josh thought he should cut. He saw that line framed and was like... Nah. (laughs) Nah, we're good. We don't need that. Ridiculous. Um, uh, Batman's gauntlets are effective with blocking parademon attacks. And he tells Alfred he needs the Nightcrawler, a massive vehicle capable of scaling buildings. Steppenwolf seems excited at the challenge and throws Wonder Woman so hard, she causes debris to fall outside. This is one of my favorite parts of the Snyder Cut. Um, Because when she gets thrown outside in the debris falls on the other side, Barry runs as quick as he can to make sure that none of the falling debris land on anybody. But he misses a huge chunk of concrete and Vic blasts it with his sonic cannon. Very cool. Very small. Um, I guess that's why you don't need the Batman save one speech because Barry seems effective at doing his job. So you very don't have to give him a pep talk. Job. So you don't have to give him a pep talk about can you just do the bare minimum? please (laughs) just one person for the love of god Barrys, please (laughs) if there's a 1% chance Uh, but really really good stuff there Uh, Batman uses machine gun fire now this is one of the things I guess it's because it's paradigms whatever Yo, he be chopping people with that chopper (laughs) he gets behind that machine gun bro and he in a way that I feel like I've never seen before like, not even in war movies. He's just... Gu- 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 and the flashing of the muzzle and the and the the actual bullets ricocheting off these aliens. Crazy, bro. Crazy. The amount of firepower these vehicles have in this are, are ridiculous. And it also felt great to see the Nightcrawler without the random Danny Elfman Batman music that came out of nowhere. And I was like, what is this supposed to make me think? The... Uh, the music,
1: okay, the music, oh, in the entire film. Yeah. Like, this is such a big, big, uh, big thing for setting ambience and, and just overall making scenes feel important and making them stick. Yes. Right? Junkie XL was, he was going crazy. That was like <laughs> in the beginning, there was just the scene of Bruce walking through the snow. Yeah. And he's like just going mad with yeah. the score.
0: I was yeah. like, Jesus. <laughs> I remember Poor thinking. I remember thinking in the original one, like they had like a little, a little ditty, if you will, for the Flash, and I, I didn't like it. I was like, "What is this? It's like some weird xylophone <laughs> music," and I was like, "This is not great." And it, it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Forgive me, but. You know, I did a lot of like YouTube, like I said, cyber science scene comparisons to see what if the end of these changes really held weight. And um, somebody took the ending from 2007's or uh, 17's Justice League that same year that it came out and replaced the Superman run in, um, replaced the music with the Man of Steel music. And it's amazing, so much better. And it that's what it was originally bad. supposed to be.
1: <laughs> it works. It works so well. It works so good too. Like, yeah, it, it
0: it it completes the circle. It completes uh, the man. whole thing. We'll we'll get there and gush as well. But I I'm like, how did a fan say this should be the moment where the Man of Steel music comes in? You know, instead of like let's invoke an older Superman that you probably like in a different way. You know, where we're trying to distance ourselves from that entire. But, oh
1: man, Danny Elfman thought he was so cute too. I'm gonna play the Superman theme backwards because I, he's evil.
0: No, nah, I don't he, think I don't think it's cute at all. I think it's kind of cheap, really. Because you get pops off of things people recognize. It's your job to make the unrecognizable a thing. That's your, your job as a as a composer. Look at me talking about what composers are supposed to do. But <laughs> <laughs> but um. So yeah, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Um. Steppenwolf, I can see everything in this as well. Like, Steppenwolf jumps on the Nightcrawler and starts to attack. I felt like the first time I watched this, I couldn't understand what the hell was going on. I didn't know what Batman was shooting at. I didn't know what Wonder Woman was fighting. Everything was gray and on fire. This was, uh, I think the color correction really jacked it up. Um, The color correction that that Joss did. And made everything kind of muddy, and you can't really tell things from each other, uh, distinguish things. So in this, I can see the Nightcrawler. I can see, um, you know, Steppenwolf trying to attack. I see Diana, all this kind of stuff. She drops her sword. Flash helps, like we've seen before. He twists the ankle in the process. Um, Batman abandons the vehicle after Steppenwolf makes it a paperweight. And now the peop- now the heroes are fighting uh, at the lowest level. Cyborg. Yeah, I
1: didn't. Uh- Actually, before we move on, I didn't realize that we... Before, like, that was the end of the Batmobile.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, yep. It's like, that's it. Yep. And that happens again with the other vehicle. The other vehicle gets kind of trashed, and he has to jettison out of it.
1: Which is, but, which is, like, at least that vehicle I didn't care about. Yeah. I don't know that vehicle. <laughs> but yeah. this Batmobile I know for two movies now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we get, we get the other one, the the, the one at the end. Oh, my God. Which is pretty badass. Uh, Cyborg saves his dad and then commandeers Batman's ship and does his best to evacuate um, and attack and defend. But Steppenwolf uses a missile to blast a hole in the tunnel that causes Gotham Harbor to spill in and threaten to drown them. Just in time, the Aquaman arrives and uses his trident to hold back the massive wave of water and allow the heroes to escape in the Nightcrawler. Steppenwolf goes back to his base and is shown a vision from the two mother boxes that tells him the anti-life equation is on Earth. The heroes update each other about their fights for the mother boxes and Cyborg lets them know that he has the last one. Desaad checks in on Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf tells him about the anti-life being carved into the surface of this world. This causes Darkseid himself to join the convo and Steppenwolf removes his armor and bows. Um, Were you surprised to see that those things... Like that's his head? <laughs> Just covered in armor. <laughs> that was so disturbing. Yeah. It's like he pulled the skin back. It was like what that what is this? Back on. Yeah, it's disgusting. Please. please do, please do. It was like, all also,
1: uh, also, There was um I'm trying to uh try to figure out exactly Okay, so Dark Side got his ass whipped and yep. he goes unconscious. Yes. So, so there's no way for him to know what planet this happened on, right? Because there's billions and billions and billions and billions of planets in the universe. Yeah. So, when Steppenwolf is called here by these mother boxes, um, and he doesn't realize that this is the world, am I to assume that Darkseid has just lost many mother boxes?
0: <laughs> I'm am I'm I'm assuming so I'm also thinking that he possibly is so good at this that he's managed to get pretty far without the anti-life equation and the mother boxes. That would just is. guarantee that would just guarantee complete totality of rule I feel like but, and that's what he wants but I feel like he's gotten pretty far and been pretty busy just doing it like as he says the old way
1: I was going to say, I don't think these are the only three either. I feel like there's many mother boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There should be. Uh, even I, this what, universe, or there should did, be.
0: What did you think about the design of the mother boxes in the sense that the outside appearance that we are familiar with is a man made shell for it? Yeah, that
1: was weird because. Uh, but uh, yeah, because now I got my little mother box I look at that I have on the shelf. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah. So there's something inside, but the moving, the moving metal, the living metal, it continues that theme of alien technology that is a lie. Yeah, this is an evil version of it, though. Yeah, So it makes me wonder if when, if when he introduced the living technology in Man of Steel, if this was always
0: supposed to be where they were going. Mm. At the very least, yeah. by BVS, they knew they were going to do Dark Side because they were doing the nightmare sequences there. I think they did. Wow, interesting.
1: This so, made, again, they, for me who already enjoyed the movies, I'll be able to go back and find things and see what it what they were leading to. I always thought that they'll they'll follow you into the sun. So they'll you'll they'll follow you into the sun line was supposed to pay off in the third movie. But yeah. just I've seen people who didn't appreciate the first two movies now, and again, me oh, being on that Twitter, follow
0: you into the sun line I, does I, does happen does that prophecy uh, going comes, back comes uh, by. people
1: those just say people who actually didn't enjoy uh, BVS or Man of Steel going back and seeing it in a different context. Yes. And enjoying it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about how WandaVision was going to change Scarlet, which in that same respect, how every now, every uh, one of her appearances has more weight because you know her more. And I think this is the same thing with this. Um, to think that the Barry Allen we see in the clip, in BVS has this much heart and gravitas and cares this much about his father and doing the right thing you know, uh, shows why in that moment he would get caught on security camera because he believes in doing the right thing. Adds so much to, to everything.
1: I was going to say, also, uh, when he shows up for the nightmare scene and he's too soon, Oh yeah! now we know it's because he's always tripping and,
0: and fucking shit <laughs> That's up. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's 100% what it is. Too soon. Yep. Damn and, it. And Joker probably told him the wrong time anyway, just to fuck with him. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, 325. Five minutes early. Messed it up. Uh. So, yeah, Anti-Life is there. Um. Guess, get the third box and you'll be redeemed. Bruce brings the crew to his Batcave and they strategize. Again, I think this is the hangar. The team gets suspicious because Cyborg knows a lot about the Mother Boxes and he confesses that humans unearthed the box and it stood in archives for decades. Silas ended ended up with it after Superman's ship became of interest. Silas would then go on to use this advanced alien tech to save his son's life after a car accident. We see the event that turns Vic into Cyborg. And he caused the boxes change machines with the power to regenerate or reinstate, which suddenly everyone has the exact same idea, uh, because no one will say what they're thinking. Cyborg projects Superman on the last mother box. I don't believe oh, this conversation happened in the original. This all feels like a logical conversation, uh, and it, I, it made me happy that they had a logical conversation. Song, it- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And the and the circle shot. You know, encircling, and you know uh yeah, cyborg is a bit of the theatrical, right? He's a little bit he's a little, <laughs> he's a little bit he's a little bit theatrical there, but uh, he's gonna fit in just fine on this team. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh Lois and Martha have a heart to heart about Clark and his secret life as Superman. It is eventually revealed that this isn't Martha but the Martha and Manhunter who reverts to his main disguise of general swanwick the league debates bringing back superman especially considering if they wake up the box steppenwolf would be able to sense it but bruce says this is the only way another thing i didn't realize that uh, was a thing is that this box for some strange reason has not woken up they've talking about the other two have woken up and that's how steppenwolf was able to find them This one has continued to be hidden because it has not been woken up. But they're going to wake it up for Superman. Is it worth it to bring him here? And um, in the initial Justice League cut, if I'm not mistaken, after they bring back Superman, they just leave the box somewhere. And Steppenwolf just like picks it up and leaves. Where in this, the box gets blasted out of Star Labs, lands on a cop car. Silas grabs it, superheats it. By that point, Steppenwolf knows where it is, and thus, you know, events unfold as they do. But
1: I swear, I remember um, it, in the Joss version, it was just like a boom tube and poof. And yeah, like, he was like,
0: "Oh, thanks for this, <laughs> thanks." Oh, shit!
1: Did he get it? I think he got it.
0: One hundred percent. Is that is that uh, Star Star Lord line? Did we just lose? <laughs> <laughs> Did we just lose. What? <laughs> huh? Uh, so. Uh, All the King's Men. Cyborg and the Flash dig up Superman's body while Wonder Woman and Aquaman talk about their people and their history. Really small moment. Really cool. I really liked Aquaman and Wonder Woman just talking.
1: Did you... um, A lot of people... If you remember, originally, Flash's movie was supposed to be Flashpoint. Yes. It becomes... uh, It puts that conversation into a different context when you realize that that was actually a seed being planted. For the uh, Am- Amazonian-Atlantean oh, uh, yeah. War, you yeah. would see in uh,
0: Flashpoint. Because they've had history in this. That actually makes a lot of sense. And again, you would need these characters to have some sort of rapport so that when you do make that tur- heel turn, it's mm-hmm. effective. You know? Did
1: you notice the um, the box was uh, 61982? What's that uh, in reference ch- to? I said June 1982, and I'm like searching, and this is as deep cut as it's gonna get. But June 1982 is the same month that the origin of Cyborg was published.
0: Ah, that's pretty damn I'm legit. like, damn. <laughs> that's pretty damn. What do you think about what? What did you like the line? Um, you know, uh, if uh, that Barry thinks he might be too young for Wonder Woman, and he's like, <laughs> he's she's not. five thousand years old. Everybody's young. <laughs> Hey, I buddy, thought that Junker. was great
1: because I before this moment I, <laughs> it didn't actually dawn on me that DCEU Wonder Woman is five thousand years old. Like I didn't, right. I may, they, maybe they might have said it somewhere else, but it didn't stick, and I didn't remember. But this kind of felt like a oh, that's right. He, it's he's
0: gone. he's kind of great at that deadpan humor, Cyborg, right?
1: Oh man, dry humor from Cyborg is so
0: good, especially. <laughs> Again,
1: the, the 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 triumphant Justice League shot in the end. Yeah. Where he's got the stoic face, yeah. but he still gives Barry the fist bump. Yeah. yeah. Badass. <laughs> so good. I mourn the, the, the cyborg just the cyborg flash film we'll never see.
0: You should probably move. You know? <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you're noticing all this. Hellfire and brimstone and alien man, but you should probably move. You should probably get out of here. <laughs> Great guy. It's a great guy. Uh Bruce tells Alfred about his plan to use Superman's ship and the mother box to resurrect the Man of Steel. Alfred advises against the resurrection, saying Superman is letting I mean sorry, that Bruce is letting guilt guide him. But Bruce is adamant he is using fate. What do you think about now that you have a long a bigger scale um of work? What do you think about this Bruce and Alfred pairing?
1: Oh man. So good. I love it. I love sassy Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Yeah, he's such a he's such a sassy queen. He's like he's (laughs) a sassy queen.
0: (laughs) Oh, he's talking about he's uh uh, like micromanaging Wonder Woman making the tea. That's
2: (laughs) one of my favorite
0: scenes. (laughs) They seem like just like old roommates that just kind of just uh they sick of each other but they love each other. They kind of just deal with each other. Notice.
1: He wins the argument because he ends up making the tea himself. Yep. Yeah. He's you don't play that. Like, I'll do that. I'll do.
0: this. You don't play that. and he talks to all of them. I think at one point he, he says something uh,
1: to all of them. I think he says, or at least interacts with all of them. Even Cyborg, who just looks past, he just looks past him. And he's like, "Oh man."
0: Well, I, I, he he <laughs> the the Cyborg thing is the uh, I got this, Alfred. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. That's what I know of you. Yeah, yeah. You see me? So he's like. You're making a lot of friends really fast, Bruce. Um, I, I, I really like that he is of such an importance in Bruce's life that he can call him out on things. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important aspect of that character. And in some of the best stories that he's in, he does do exactly that. He He knows Bruce like no one else. So whereas Bruce would not allow anyone else questioning him, Alfred knows, you know, he that he has kind of the role to be like. Hey, have you thought about it this way? Are you sure? You know, what about this? And he's oh, so. very good at that. In this, I don't. I never saw saw it as him being like pessimistic or discouraging. I just always saw yeah, it as like him looking yeah. at the other avenue and the other side of all this.
1: It's gotta ground him because that's his boy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, again, I don't want to lose him. Yeah, I thought it was really cool to see um, uh, Batman being so inspired by superman because that's what superman does that is superman i thought everyone had uh well at least side uh flash and batman flash saying superman was zero batman being directly inspired by superman's sacrifice to be this new faith-driven person yeah i was like that's pretty cool it's kind of like he found jesus
0: yeah yeah uh, he jesus. found jesus he found super jesus um yeah and he kind of has a flight moment too right cyborg he has kind of like a it's man of a... steel flight moment
1: oh yeah he definitely does they have you notice the uh throughout the entire movie they couldn't fix bruce's uh he had the, the ship that we were talking about that yes. we didn't name you called it the
0: bad plane yeah yeah
1: yeah and then if cyborg is like, like i can talk to it or whatever it's like the cyborg metaphor
0: yeah yeah it's and it says um, says it, it, it wants to fly, like personifies it, you know, uh, gives it gives it a personality, you know. I'll get a nice it to fly. It wants to fly. Yeah, and I was like, ah, that's pretty legit. I like that. I like that. Um, so uh, Silas is brought is brought is brought to Star Labs for testing and then released. The team uses Cyborg Barry and a military vehicle to gain access to Superman's ship and bring Clark's body to it. Again, this film is very long, but I very much appreciate how things got to where they did because they all make sense, for the most part, in this world. I don't think anything broke the suspension of disbelief. Uh, All the plans sort of made sense. Um, And even this... like. Yeah, if we're going to get him to the ship, we have to get past probably a bunch of security, which is something I don't think we saw in the first cut. They just kind of do it, you know, so uh, that makes a lot of sense. Victor triggers an emergency alarm that gets Star Labs evacuated. Silas stays behind. Our leader enters Superman's ship. I mean, our league enters Superman's ship where we see alternate suits for the Man of Steel and they get ready for the resurrection. Is this where you said there might be a Starro something? On the ship. No,
1: no, it was in the it was in one of the lab scenes.
0: What do you think about the dead body in the pod?
1: <laughs> As uh, it was really morbid. Um,
0: yeah, especially just, since uh, Superman has been there a couple times since and he hasn't cleaned that. No, well, right? I
1: actually thought it was interesting that they still had the same exact hand swipe. Like he touched it once, and yeah. no one's ever touched it since. Yeah, uh, the open sleeping pod, the open pod that implies that Kryptonian came here yeah. twenty thousand years ago. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, something Kara
0: Zora possibly.
1: I remember very early on there was talk that the idea behind the Kryptonian coming here twenty thousand years ago is that she would be the uh, the original Amazon.
0: Ah, that's interesting.
1: And be the like the, the the rest of the Amazonian women will be like descendants of hers, which would be why they're the way that they are. Yeah. Um, They never did anything with that and they never spoke about it or anything, but he said int- it's purposely the pot is open and a Kryptonian lived amongst the earth 20,000 years ago. That's that's pretty much something that's concrete here. That's, that one of the inter-
0: that's one of the interesting things about this film, I feel like, is that as it ties up the loose threads of its trilogy, it lays down new threads that can be continued if need mm-hmm. be, um, which is absolutely maddening for fans. Who want, who want to see everything all the time like me?
1: Uh, I swear the studio thought that no one would want this. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna put it out. People are gonna hate it, and we'll move on."
0: And I think Zach <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing, adding the nightmare scene as he did. Oh, absolutely! You know, one thousand percent. He, he
1: yeah. <laughs> he like, could you imagine?
0: Could you imagine a world in which Captain America comes out? You get that ending. Right where he wakes up, Nick Fury, yada yada, that weird little Avengers trailer, and then you know what? We're not gonna do any of that. We don't. We thought about it, and we're not gonna. We don't want to see any of these people like this. You you would pull your hair out. There'd be riots in the street. People be like, "What the hell do you mean?" But uh, yeah, that. They thought, yeah, you know, he'll tie up his little thing. People will be gracious to us for releasing it, and it'll be the end of it. And he goes, well, what if I give them a glimpse of something else they might want? We, we, they saw something that they might want in the Snyder Cut. We gave them that, but, you know, we'll keep uh, stringing them along. And I think that's he a He frames
1: of, it like, I just wanted to show them some of what they might never be able to see. Oh, Oh, that's fantastic.
0: That's that's not teasing at all. That's not going to cause fans to (laughs) to see it.
1: He's like rallying the army, basically, because (laughs) you've seen the screenshot today. And people are like, originally they were mad and they were like, we're going to cancel HBO if Warner Brothers doesn't give it to us. And then the the fans are kind of like, hey, it makes more sense not to cancel HBO and just watch Justice League over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so the fucking studio could see it and give you more. And Snyder <laughs> kind of responded to that, like, yeah, that's the way you do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Recently. <laughs> very recently. Um, that was today. So, oh, today, yeah. That was today. Are you more inclined after this to believe a director when he says he's been hampered on? Like someone like a Josh Trank, if you will, really? for, for Stick?
1: I or feel David like Ayer? sometimes there's always... There should always be someone watching at least. I don't think anybody should get the full because <laughs> when you because when you get full 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 creative over an established uh, IP, you know it's dangerous. You get Zack Snyder who can do all these beautiful things, and if they would have not, if they would have let him do Lois and Bruce, you know, that puts a hamper on everything. Forget you know, yeah. it, kills the whole thing. I don't yeah. care how beautiful this. Right, I don't right, want right. to see that. Right. right, right. <laughs>
0: like, so that that so there is a a line you feel.
1: There's a lot. He dances on it.
0: Line. He moonwalks on it, but you think that mm-hmm. if probably possibly, if given more rope, he might jump off onto the other side.
1: One hundred percent. I think anybody anybody can get too drunk in their own vision.
0: Yeah. And sometimes when it's
1: a completely original vision, then yeah, you should be able to. you should be able to just give it, give it, a, give it a one hundred percent. I should be able to see what it is. I don't think the studio should ever be imposing upon someone's original vision.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, odds are, they hired them for that vision. Which is always the Mm maddening part. It's like you bring somebody in to do a job, and then you say, why'd you do it that way? It's like, I thought you hired me to do it that way. Very weird. Um, So, we're in Star Labs. Alternate Suits of Superman Missing Superman, Lois wakes up alone in bed, grabs her badge, and we see a pregnancy test. Back at Soup's ship, they plunge the dead body into the liquid. I love all of this. This is way better. I talked for hours about how much I hated the idea of digging up Superman's body and doing this stupid thing because it, at the time, in the Justice League, it felt like something they made up. Like, let's just see if this works. <laughs> In the conversations that they had, they spoke about how the mother box is a living technology, how it reconstitutes and reinstates. Um, They spoke about it needing a charge because it was asleep and Barry being able to uh, create that charge of volunteering to do so. Um, How the mother box shows him a vision of, of everything going to hell literally a second before they're set to do all of this and how it might how. Flash's actions or their actions in Awakening Superman may have cemented the future that Batman sees. Like, all of that stuff in seconds. You know, like, all of that stuff at the same time. Incredibly tense, even though I've already seen this scene and knows what, know what happened. I think this was done way better in this version.
1: It's just that context that is important. All this context is important. It's always important. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, <clears throat> the living ship and you know what i think it was actually the kryptonian ship that gave cyborg the vision which i thought was interesting too because it wasn't the mother box it was it was the kryptonian ship begging him yeah look we know through calculations is going to happen if you do this right and then when he does it anyway which he didn't do it anyway
0: no he said no he said no and, and Barry's like go. He said yeah 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So
1: I thought that was cool too because that that shows like this didn't need to happen and it happened and by accident. He didn't
0: necessarily want it to happen. it wasn't a second thought to think about the ramifications because Barry was already taking off.
1: The um the weather but the, the ship kind of telling him the the future has been uh like I don't know oh, the I, line. No, I, I wrote it.
0: I wrote like, it cuz I I didn't catch it the first time. And the second time I'm like what? <laughs> the chip says that the future has taken root in the present.
1: I was like, "No, that's cool as hell," but you screwed us.
0: Yes, if <laughs> I it felt like a like a video game sequence. I was like, "What? Wait, what's happening? What's gonna happen now? Is this when the big oh. boss comes out? Big boss did you, battle?"
1: Did uh? Okay, so first of all, the, was this scene like ba- the even the actual scene of Barry touching the box? Yeah, seemed different. Like, it felt nah, slu- it felt discuss- slower
0: again. And again they didn't have that shitty music, that shitty Danny Elfman music. Um, I didn't
1: actually reverse time last time either.
0: Bro, but we talking like we were talking about just like shocking imagery and stuff. I cannot get past that vision of Wonder Woman with the coins on her eyes on the funeral pyre. I thought that was one oh, of the most badass that- gothic dark things I've ever I've ever seen. When I saw it, I literally was like, Wow. Like, like it makes me uncomfortable, good. but it's cool yeah. looking, yep. and it's fucking—it's so weird and powerful. Such a powerful image there. Uh, what do you think about all those nightmares? Never... The, the you know the um, the uh, Aquaman being gutted and the and the and the uh, Omega beams, the charred Batman. My, flip,
1: my shit! It's just something you never expected to see. First of all, I didn't expect to see any of that. Yeah, that was all. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the wonder woman scene another thing that you just it feels um, it feels uncomfortable but it's just so cool but you'd never expect to ever see something like that on screen yeah <laughs> like yeah. crazy the uh, the um superman holding dead lois in the Batcave. cave yeah yep. wild
0: yep wild and, was like and then the hand um the hand of dark side on his on his shoulder
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's been taken with the anti-life equation and his grief, and he destroys Batman's new Justice League. Yep, and which... they're,
0: and their Hall of Justice and Kela for some reason. Poor Kela Walk,
1: who, who uh who <laughs> probably got snuck in. I don't. I think the only reason he was left in there is because executives didn't notice he was laying in the dirt. In
0: this in this vision, Superman's wearing the red and blue, right?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. I think in all the nightmare stuff he's wearing red and blue. Okay. Um he he uh and and what I thought he was holding Batman's head It's his cow. Uh, because Batman would still be alive.
0: Yeah, you know, he's literally holding yeah, he's he's holding the cowl. Um while there's a bunch of like Debris Aquaman's uh trident stuff like that. Uh but I remember like, whoa, this is not only that, but like not only that, but it, like it, like you said, it, it felt like Flash solidified it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, Then he sees a vision of the... Oh, I read that. Did did all that. He silently says no, which Flash takes as go, setting off the chain of events that led to Superman coming back to life, including Barry using his speed to pull the mother box from the water um, and touch it just in time to give it a charge. I thought that was cool. That was the first instance of him being able to turn back time. The ship declares that the future has taken root in the present and shoots up And a being shoots up out of the water and through Superman's ship. Lewis recognizes the man flying and instantly knows it's Clark. The blast of resurrecting Superman sent the Mother Box flying away and Silas secures it. Superman stares at his monument, confused, and the team tries to calm him down when Cyborg's defense systems take Superman as a threat. His arm changes to a cannon and he fires at but misses the Big Blue Boy Scout. This is enough to anger Superman, who takes on all four of them, even the Flash with super speed, before setting his sights on Batman, using his heat vision to destroy his gauntlets. As he goes to kill Bruce, Lois arrives and talks him down, and they fly away as the heroes recover. Um, I I now like the headbutt sequence, <laughs> uh, between him and Wonder Woman more. Uh, I like the spear, where where uh, Barry goes to spear. Superman, and he gets out of the way, and he spears Aquaman. Good stuff. Um, I like that they took away the Do You Bleed? And...
1: Oh, my God. The the stuff that they removed from this scene... Yeah. ...just kind of added to it in yeah. a strange way. Like, yeah, the, um... And obviously, the stuff that that Josh Whedon removes kind of took away from it, which is like crazy. It feels like sabotage at this point. And the
0: (laughs) the idea in my mind in this instance is that he doesn't recognize any of these people. He doesn't, which is cool. But Josh um... took it a step forward by saying, by having him say, "You won't let me live. You won't let me die. And do you bleed?" Which means that he does recognize these people.
1: It ruins... And he thinks... That's the part that sucks. Because he thinks he had these cute little lines. It's okay. But, like, you're changing the entire context. Yeah.
0: Full scenes. And people going to have questions, Joss. And people going to have questions.
1: I thought, um... Uh, Superman... That first scene where he busts out of the thing and Lois looks up. Yeah. And he floats among us. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so creepy. It's cool, though. Very cool. Um... The, the fight scene, for, for whatever reason, uh, worked out so much better. Honestly, I was so scared seeing... Because I had a feeling like, oh, man, I know it's going to be the same, mostly. Right. So, like, every time I see the grass and the police car and Batman, I cringe because I remember, uh, do you bleed? And, and, I, him, and
0: him him being hurt. Oh, I can't get up. Whatever. whatever.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my bleeding. So, this <laughs> this version of the scene right here just...
0: Yeah, because uh, he just, of... what do you think about Superman's newfound reliance on heat vision? He's loving like... it in this film, right? He's loving heat vision in this thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I like that
1: the way that he recognized Batman was like, I didn't, I don't recognize him, No, but I know that thing, I know I don't like that thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all it was, that's all it was, you know?
1: That is great,
0: that's great, that's 100%, you know, and that's what I'm saying. They try to make it like a petty malice. I feel like Josh tried to make it like a petty thing, but it
1: was also much darker because he just tried to kill him.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he don't know. He doesn't know, and he doesn't remember any of these people. So, and they all seemingly try to kill him. So he's over also
1: it. for me was Lois being the one to save Batman because she was also she was Lois being the one to save Batman from Superman when she was also the person to save Superman from Batman.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, I, the second time watching, uh, my roommate had walked in, and when she runs up, I'm like, "It's his mother's name." <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, they then they just kind of like fly away, and I love that the that the league basically is like, "Well, we tried that, you know. I guess it's back to the drawing board with this." Um, Silas, oh, Stephen Wolf shows up sensing the box has been awakened but is in his but in his last a- act of heroics silas heats the core of the box so it can be tracked the act cost him his life which Vic- victor is forced to see but steppenwolf makes off with the final mother box declaring so begins the end victor realizes what his father did and that they can track steppenwolf and uh chapter five ends with him saying let's go get that son of a bitch Time to get into something darker. Chapter 6. Superman and Lois land in Kansas, which Clark remembers as his home. Lois gets him some clothes and explains why the bank foreclosed in the house. Batman introduces the League to Alfred and tracks the Molten Mother Box to a section of Russia that was ravaged with a nuclear accident. While it is uninhabited, it is no longer radioactive because Steppenwolf harnessed that energy to build his base. Again, context.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Knowing that anything that I thought was interesting for context, I sp- explicitly wrote down because I'm like this. <laughs> this adds to the scene. This adds to the struggles, the, the struggles, the obstacles, what they're trying to accomplish. So we know why there's nobody in that town. It's not just like a random Russian town. And uh, I thought you just said it was radioactive. How are we gonna get in there? Well, we can go there because all the radiation was pulled away. So they they answer How does that
2: for family it. Family still live? Yeah, yeah, that one, that one
0: family. Uh, I think it was Kevin Smith going off about. He was like, "Good thing they got rid of those alien flowers that that showed up at the end of that film." (laughs) (laughs) Remember when they get rid of? Well, for some reason, alien flowers start to grow all over that planet. I don't know what that is. Um, But why? Oh, I did that thing again. Knowing they can't blow up the boxes, Vic volunteers to plug himself into the Unity. Wonder Woman is hesitant, but Cyborg remarks that he has nothing left. With that settled, they decide they have to attack the base. Clark walks through the fields in front of his house, and when Lois approaches Clark, he says he takes her being there as a yes to the marriage proposal, proving his memories are back. They hold hands and share a kiss. Suddenly, Martha pulls up and is shocked to see her son alive, and they have a tear-filled reunion. Bruce confesses his dream about Flash, evil Superman, and the nightmare future to Wonder Woman, saying it stands for something darker. Cyborg fixes the Batplane, and our heroes board it. Bruce tells Alfred he knows Superman would eventually join them, and when Alfred asks how, Bruce, re- asks how, Bruce responds, Faith. Um, there's something about, Sup- about the Optimist Batman that kind of makes me smile. Yeah. I like
1: that he went through the journey, man. Yeah. I like that we got there. I know a lot of people did not dig seeing it that
0: way. Oh, my God. Got... I'm about to do it. I'm about to make the connection. And now, and now, fuck. Because <laughs> I don't want uh, like, to like any of it. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's because I don't want to like any of it. You already like it, so this would be fine for you. But <laughs> it went from if there's a 1% chance we have to kill him to if there's a 1% chance that he might be on our side, then that's worth it.
1: That's ma- That's exactly what it is though. Yeah. And that's amazing. I yeah. love it. I just I made love... the
0: connection. That's exactly what it is. It's like, th- there's 99% chance this won't work to resurrect him. And even if it did, there's 99% chance he won't come to save you guys. Especially if you remembered how he died. Or the the, it's <laughs> the events right before then. Um, there's, there's a very small chance he will ever come back and be on your side and that you guys would win. And that even in facing those odds, Batman picks the 1%, you know, uh, which I'm pretty sure he does in his uh, financial life as well. But, (laughs) but yeah, poetic, poetic. Um, With the three boxes there, Steppenwolf starts the unity process and the echoes of it are heard from Themyscira to Atlantis with the league while the league comes up with their plan. Clark walks through his empty Kryptonian ship with echoes of the memories of both his fathers and Uh, the ship displays various Kryptonian suits for him. He stops at one, and in a reveal shot, we get our first look at black suited Superman, and he looks amazing. What do you think about the black suit? Um, And what do you think about the inclusion of a cape? As we know, the comic book black suited Superman did not have a cape. Yeah, I
1: think the cape always looks good. Yeah, (laughs) the cape always looks good. Um, uh, Knowing being a comic fan and knowing that the black suit is to help him absorb solar radiation because he just came back to life made it easier to accept. I know a couple of people were like, "Well, why is he wearing the black suit?" It never explained it. Now, one thing I didn't like was yes. that at the end of the movie, we get the we get the iconic shirt rip open and he still had on the black suit. I
0: was like, "No." <laughs> so this- the only the only reason why I dig that is that maybe in 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 a perceivable world where this all continues putting back on the red and blue could be symbolic. We can get him to a point Yeah, I can
1: see that. We can get him
0: to a point of, like, yeah, of, like, re... getting him back to, like, making... Maybe the people want him in the red and blue. You know, maybe it's one of those things where uh, that happens. But um, it's funny because you say that thing about the suit, right? And, uh, you know, right after that, you know, you had that little flight moment, right, where he puts his fist on the ground, takes off flying out of the Earth's atmosphere. I loved it. Um,
1: I loved his two fathers. Yeah, uh, it was so good.
0: So, but the, here's the thing, though. You just connected some dots, because initially when that scene happened, and it was in the trailer, I'm like, "That's a fucking gorgeous shot, right?" Where he's out of Earth's atmosphere and and in front of the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in all honesty, in the trailer and in my first viewing of this, felt like a masturbatory shot. But because it looked mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous, I didn't care. Right. But it's not a emancipatory shot. It serves a purpose because as Jonathan Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi, just explained, the black suit is used for what? Solar absorption. So the first thing that he does is fly out of the Earth's atmosphere and right in front of the sun to soak up some rays to get ready for the fight. I know it's
1: got to feel good. Even as a regular person, when you kind of soak it in the rays, it's like oh, uh,
0: bro, I've just been on got... that kick lately. Uh, Sunday it was gorgeous here. I just went for a walk. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, it just fe- it does something to the human body, which I guess is is how we're able to relate to Superman at least on that level. Um, but yeah, the idea that he's like, I'm gonna go recharge my batteries before I go punch this guy in the face, which and also maybe that also alludes to why he so handily defeated Steppenwolf you know he just he had just charged up a little bit I also
1: like I, I like the um, like I said I like just the dialogue to the laying over the laying over the fathers of the speech and I know um part of me part of me almost didn't want them to do it because I feel like people should have that on their own they should yeah. grab that on their own that's something they should have been smart enough to keep
0: the only but thing I, the, same- the only thing that was weird though, explain this to me. John Kent felt like he was speaking in present tense.
1: Yeah, um... <laughs> I was like, "Is this new dialogue?
0: Because he was like, "Fly, my son," and I was like, uh, "Last I checked, John Kent, you ain't want this boy to fly." <laughs> so what well, you no, talking about? He didn't about?
1: want him to fly again. This is the this was the moment that gives that full context. Now Pre- he you got see, he has he permission.
0: He has permission from both he his. He didn't daddies.
1: want. He didn't want him to be outed. He wanted him to make the choice. Yeah. Whatever happens, I never want the choice to be taken from you. I want you to choose what you want to do. And Superman chooses to be Superman. He chooses to kill himself or sacrifice himself. Then he chooses, to, when he gets his life back, to jump right back into the fight. He brought me back for a reason. And he says, you know, they tested you. Your heart's been tested. Yes. But you've chosen. So fly now.
0: And I think that's
1: why, that's kind of why the the words are in present tense, because it's the rest of a conversation, so to speak. Yeah. Like, the the end of that sentence that we haven't heard or seen until now.
0: Yeah, and it would have been, it would have been a testament, like, it's a sentiment of something that I would assume Pa Kent would have hoped to be able to see one day.
1: Yeah, man, that's the thing his mother tells him. Yeah. Your father always knew, and they alluded to that. Like I'm thinking now, i see it now, now that we're saying it out loud, your father always knew. There's a shot at the end of Man of Steel where he looks at his son, and when he's still a boy, and and Superman puts his hands on his uh, he puts his hands on his hips, and the cape is flying in the wind. Yeah. That's what John sees in the future. Yeah, that's what he sees, and he knows his son will be.
0: He's it's just in a kid has everybody to make.
1: got to make the decision himself because if he doesn't, in, it isn't genuine. Yeah, and right. you can't
0: trust nobody. You got Martians in the Air Force, shit, right? <laughs> like you can't, you don't know what the hell's going on with this.
2: For how long? How
0: long, bro? I'm still trying to figure out how long Nick Fury's been a scroll. So there's a lot, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on, bro. There's a lot of these shapeshifters, man. You got me, g- give me the heebie-jeebies, heebie-jeebies. Uh, but yeah, great moment for Superman there. Um, the heroes land just outside the stronghold with Bruce. Blowing a hole through the fortress with the bat plane, and in this instance, like I'm thinking, like oh, he's doing it all by himself. But no, he's not. He's just leading. In the Justice League, he gets there and he's like, "Okay, all well, you guys stay behind. I'll handle this." So here,
1: so here's another thing too, which Justice League got rid of. He, uh, Superman is back. And yeah, Bruce has successfully gathered this pantheon of gods. Yep, he feels like he can die now.
0: Yes. I mean, that suicide, see, He almost committed suicide. He's <laughs> legit.
1: He legit uh, not only feels like he can die, he thinks this is when he's supposed to die. Right. I've done it. My, I've done For his it. sins. It. And the heroes are like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> so where do you think that comes from?
1: Just the penance.
0: Because yeah. it's his fault the guilt. that
1: they lost. The guilt. The, yeah, the guilt. Yeah. I feel like he feels he deserves it.
0: Golly, Lee. That's dark.
1: It's 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 kind of the way he's been. It's it's the it's the direction, the trajectory. It's where he was headed. He was he was so guilt ridden.
0: Like but this, but yeah, there was a moment out and out like outly stated in the Justice League of like him almost dying, right? Like Aquaman has yeah. to save him from something or whatever. But yeah, it, and
1: it's a little bit heavier and it's stupid.
0: But in this, in this, he's a he's a kamikaze.
1: He's it, like, he's doing things, though. He makes oh it Oh, my happen. God. They That's what I'm saying.
0: I, I, I was absolutely in awe on second rewatch of Batman in this third act.
1: He was making shit happen. Yeah, because he's oh the least God. powered
0: person there. And in the original cut, like I said, there's a lot of bravado of him. Like, everybody stay behind. And everybody's like, I thought you brought us here. <laughs> like, didn't you bring us here? <laughs> Isn't that what this is all for? Um, So awesome. He takes down the tower with explosives. That takes down the defenses and allows the other members to enter. He crashes the plane, uh, and as Steppenwolf sends his minions to um, to defend him and the Unity, Bruce tells his team that he's going to lure the army away while they stop Steppenwolf's plan. So using the new Batmobile, Batman leads the Parademons away while using its vast weaponry to take hordes out. He's Tokyo drifting. He's driving in reverse. He's <laughs> doing all this like impressive. There's that impressive shot of like the Tokyo drift. And then literally just driving in reverse, gunning down parademons. Yes.
2: Uh
0: and I'm just like, this is insane. Like this is metal. This is insane what's going on here. But we're at the precipice of Armageddon. So what does it all any of this matter, right? Might as well throw throw all of this you know, throw everything uh, against the wall.
1: I was going to say, was it more visually pleasing in this way? Yes. Was the red skies, because like, I love DC Comics. So I get that they were trying to do a reference. Of course, the reference falls flat because red skies usually are attached to Crisis and that's Ooh. not what this was. Right. But, um, there's this, it works better, and I know it's darker, but somehow it kind of, I like it better against the night sky.
0: Yeah. And you can see, <laughs> it world. feels real. It feels like, it, it as real as it can. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, again, there's something about the the like the natural colors of our humans and gunfire, things that we are familiar with. And then the hellish you know, colors of the parademons and all that kind of stuff. There's a weird contrast there. And the flourishes of the weird, whatever, radioactive Steppenwolf technology that's in the background are pretty cool. Like Batman trying to take down that tower. Like bombing that tower. Pretty, yeah. pretty fucking cool. But it's not all of that. This way you can differentiate things. You can see things. Because like that looks different than everything else. As opposed to everything. Uh, it, it's almost like I almost had a, a little bit of beef at the end of, of WandaVision with that. You know the red skies. Like you can just lose yourself in it because there's so much yeah. of it. You know so much Did smoke you... and, and all that.
1: I don't know if this was in the original cut. But if it was I didn't enjoy it then and I enjoyed it now. Aquaman Surfing. On oh, the power, on the parademon. that's in that's
0: in the uh, original cut, but that, that's a Snyder <laughs> thing, as you can see now. I uh, actually have that in here somewhere. Where did I put that? Something about Aquaman um, surfing on on the. Oh yeah, uh, the League takes down various parademons and routes to the mother boxes, including Aquaman using one's body as a surfboard, and Cyborg that using is, his sonic cannons <laughs> to level a block. <laughs> so, <laughs> that whole block. I was gonna bro, say
1: the. Um... It works. I don't know. Maybe I enjoyed it because during the whole movie, Aquaman hadn't been acting like a surfer dude.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, And he also hadn't been having fun because nah, he was yeah, reluctant. It's, it's now. He's yeah, been reluctant to all this. He's been reluctant to all this. He's hated all this. At this point in the Justice League, we already got the joke with the with the with the Lasso of Truth,
2: oh, where he uh, sits on the Lasso that's... of
0: Truth. You know, so he's already been jokey. He's already had fun dressed like a bat. We've already had all that. All that. You know. My man and stuff, and so, yeah. It just feels like this is him all the time. But at the, it feels more metal that this is just him because it's the end of the world, and what does it matter?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. I thought I, I just like that when he, because it's a visual thing because it's Snyder, of course. But when he's surfing and he crashes through the building, the buildings become the waves. Yeah, crashing the water behind him. I thought yeah, that was, and I then
0: thought, he just like, like, and then he just like shakes off his long luxurious hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like. Yeah, bro, you know it. You know it. You got it. You know it. But um they they build real tension with Batman's vehicles being destroyed. Cause he's driving the thing and the parademons get on top and start to rip the top of the vehicle off. They start to literally rip off the turrets on the on the vehicle. And just as they go to grab Batman, Wonder Woman cuts them in half, and the rest of the team show up, and with Batman they start the charge towards the unity, and that's when you get that beautiful group shot. Uh, you get in slow motion of them charging. Uh, something again. Why was that cut? It doesn't make any any sense. I don't that's understand. It's so
1: cool. That's the shot. That's like the film defining shot. Like,
0: but you know, what what? But you know what's remember. crazy? Maybe this is why they didn't want it. It doesn't have Superman in it. That's the
2: point. In that though, moment, they
0: committed to the team. Be. But that's why I enjoy it. Because to me, at that point, they committed to the team without Superman. So in yeah. your mind, you don't need Superman either. If he comes, he comes. The same way Batman said. But we're, this is who we're rocking with, and they're trying their best. Don't count them out. Looking at your watch or your phone, saying when Superman gonna show up. That's why I dug it. But I could totally see if a studio's like, well, I mean, do we really want to get them all together before we got them all together?
1: so, so stupid. Yeah, extremely. It's so stupid. Extremely I can't. Dumb. I can put myself. It's it's hard. It becomes harder and harder to be try to empathize with people who are so removed.
0: Yeah. Especially because I feel like the slow burn of the Superman return is expertly done. Mm-hmm. You know, a- everything is a choice. You see how he's affected. And we didn't need a, a slow-motion montage of racists kicking over orange carts <laughs> <laughs> to, pr- to prove that the world is- has changed. We have a couple of memorials, and we see the very human stories of people like Flash saying he was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know? So, Yeah. It- Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, so, yeah, you get that beautiful slow-mo shot. Uh, but the Batmobile is fired on and destroyed by a parademon. So, Batman starts taking them down hand-to-hand. Again, incredibly impressed right now. <laughs> because, again, they just threw a, destroyed another vehicle. So, he just goes, all right. So, we're just going to do this the old, the old ways. <laughs> and just starts going hand-to-hand, shooting these, these parademon stuff. And I'm just like, get it. He, get, he even uses their apocalyptic cannon. At one point. So I was like, uh, that's pretty legit. As um Alfred works on a classic car, Superman arrives and Alfred remarks he hopes he isn't too late. Again, they didn't need to do that, but I think that's Superman's first time meeting Alfred, if I'm not mistaken. It's it was
1: specifically so that Alfred can have a moment with every member of the league. Yeah. Including Superman. Yeah. And and further and I you know what? <laughs> it's a four hour movie, I'll take it
0: did they end up keeping that in the in the cuz i remember that being a trailer spot no, did they end up keeping they it removed they removed
1: it entirely
0: entirely right not even with the blue suit
1: yeah they removed it entirely because i remember people uh looking like it was one of the conspiracy things like look and you can tell superman you can see his cape <laughs> right know? and there was
0: a there was a, in the trailer shot of of um bruce looking at the hologram that cyborg is making of superman you could see the red cape so people were like mm-hmm. oh it's obviously superman and then that whole thing is cut as well so it's like, very very weird. I
1: like, I liked. Uh, it was worth it just to hear him say, "Master Kent." Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> and like, look at him. Like, oh, he's impressed, but he's not like, he ain't bowing, right? He's like, also, also. By the way,
1: it, it helps the story because, uh, Superman had no idea where they were. <laughs> like, yes. How could he have gotten there if he didn't go to Alfred to find out where to go?
0: Right. And this would be Alfred's time first seeing him after an entire campaign ready to kill him. You know Yeah,
1: he's like So this listen, is like yeah I'm so I tried to stop it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I told him the spear was a terrible idea. I said, talk to him, please. Just have a chat. <laughs> um but it did it didn't end up working out. Um Aquaman gets Steppenwolf's attention and he and Cyborg work together to take him down. Uh I really like that. I really like, they do it several times but like the Aquaman rush of water uh electrical blast yeah. thing <laughs> that that, yeah. that Pokemon double team thing that they do
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the double team shit though it's amazing I, I really
0: cool. really like it i really, really like again in the other film it was just them all doing separate things by themselves this felt not only was it beautiful teamwork but it echoed the heroes of the past who use teamworks to get to get these people uh get rid of these people. While the team, oh, Diana arrives and Steppenwolf taunts her and they do battle three on one. While the team is effective and Flash tries to gather enough energy to allow Vic to tap into the unity, Steppenwolf is relentless. Barry picks up speed and Vic grabs the boxes, but Steppenwolf comes up from behind. He picks up his enormous axe, crackling with energy, pledges his allegiance to Darkseid, and comes down with that axe, only to be blocked by Superman. Supes tells him he's not impressed, and uses his freeze breath to ice out the axe and shatter it before batting him around worse than John Cena did the Nexus. All mm-hmm. while <laughs> the glorious score of Hans Zimmer blares in, uh, in the background. As somebody who has been fully invested in this well, franchise, the audience would have
1: went crazy in the theaters.
0: How did you feel? How did you feel when that you know all starts ramping up? Uh, the music starts ramping up again. Uh, would take me to take me to. Uh, yogi's experience of this scene
1: (laughs) well i mean (laughs) i mean people can be like he's exaggerating no legit i you're so in the fight and you're in the and again they've already established that the league can work on their own and that's what they give you the shot right and so you're so in the fight you almost you don't forget superman's but you almost do and so when he just shows up out of nowhere uh, i i would have been like man i got i got the same feeling i got when cap grabbed the shit when he grabbed the hammer
0: yeah, now. like it like it's over now. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, gonna get yeah, yeah, I gonna get got now.
1: It's coming. And yeah. then the freaking Hans Zimmer fight Superman music playing. That was so perfect. Yeah. And I know that the trailer actually showed there's a scene where he's like beating on Steppenwolf and he goes to charge up and he's got a little angry face. And the yeah. trailer made it seem a lot more menacing than it actually yeah. is. Yeah, the scene is so inspiring. Yeah. I'm like Wow. Like this is so good. And it's uh, almost ironic that he's in the black suit the whole time. The darkest that he's ever looked because I felt like in this movie it was the most it was the closest to Superman, Superman that we gotten with Henry Cavill. Yeah, like, what's interesting this...
0: also is that this is you know, he seemed incredibly confident in the fight with Steppenwolf, which, when you think back on it, makes sense because he was in over his head and outnumbered with the Kryptonians. He was stabbed, and 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 he was weakened <laughs> by Batman, and then stabbed and killed by by Doomsday. You know, yeah. so like after all of that, to see him in his full element, not have to worry about casualties <laughs> like uh the Metropolis incident, and again, up until this point even though he was been sympathetic Steppenwolf has been relentless we've seen him kill no, numerous amount of people it brought me so much joy even though we all knew this was how it was going to end the the ending fight scene is not very besides the the we'll, we'll get to how they deliver him to dark side that's very different but this part of the film is very similar but yet invoked so much different emotions on in this cut in in comparison to the The weed and stuff, but yeah, once that, I, I, hands down believe that the, the, the Hans Zimmer score is the best thing about Man of Steel, um, and I listen to it quite frequently, I listen to it when I read Superman comics, and so it's, it's my Pavlovian, uh, you know, response, when I hear that music, it means Superman's coming, or it Mm -hmm. means I'm, 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 I'm seeing a Superman thing. So when he came back and they played that music, that's why it was very weird and jarring when he came back and they played that John Williams thing. Because I'm like, that's not that. That doesn't...
1: I forgot that happened to the John Williams team. Bro. Yeah,
0: bro. They were really just just trying to go for those nostalgia wells. But um, hearing them the, that Man of Steel had just Steel, it's, it's so well... Made the the theme and however obviously it wasn't Hans Zimmer it was uh, they had, they had a different composer for the actual feature film. Cameron. It was
1: uh, Junkie XL uh, who worked with Hans Zimmer on Batman v Superman.
0: Ah, I saw some other dude get get credit. His for something. It's, it,
1: that's his name. That's his. Oh, real that's name. his real name. Tom Holkenberg or ah, something like that.
0: Yeah,
1: that's Junkie XL. You
0: are right, a hundred percent. Yes, and he worked. He did work alongside. Um, uh Zimmer for Batman vs Superman yeah. Perfect, perfect. But yeah, that, that all felt and, and at that point when when they're batting him around I in my mind have them have the sentiment of how could anybody hate this? At this point, surely. Surely yeah, it's long. Yeah. Surely it might be dark <laughs> and surely you may not this not may not be your favorite versions of these characters but you can't hate this. This is amazing. This is great. This is what everybody wanted to see. Um, And the best part about it is the team is ecstatic that he's back and they ate him in fighting Steppenwolf. I felt like uh, before they just kind of stood back and let him do what he did. But they ping pong this bastard. They ping pong him around. He
1: he reinvigorated them. And they're just like, all right, (laughs) let's go.
0: That's it. And so they bat him around. Until Superman mounts him and just starts raining down heat vision and haymakers. <laughs> over and over. Just burn, punch, burn, punch. Chopped off his horn. Yeah. I was like, damn! Yeah, what that felt a little bit cruel for Superman. But again, at this point, like, this guy's a, just a weird monster. This guy's a
1: piece of trash. Yeah, he's a weird murderous up, monster
0: dude. that's trying to destroy the Earth. So it really doesn't matter at this point. Um... Uh, Cyborg tells Barry he's ready for the charge. Unfortunately, Barry is shot by a parademon and trips up, crumbling in a heap and losing the charge. As Vic,
1: uh, has been affectionately named Gary by the internet employee of the month.
0: Ah, because he was the only one that shoot, he was the only stormtrooper to land his shot. (laughs) Good work, Gary. Gary also gets sniped by Batman, right? Isn't that what happened? He gets
1: smoked, he gets his whole head blasted (laughs)
0: off. Yeah, he got his whole head shot. Uh, he got he got taken out by Batman. Um, as Vic warns that time is running out, we see the extent of Flash's injury, although he plays it off to the team, promising he can still go. Another very small seconds, seconds on the screen, but him damn near crying and being like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Just don't Selling worry about it.
1: Yeah, I'm like... like you can hear the breath gone from his
0: lungs. Right. I can do it. He's wincing, and I'm like, this is amazing. Again, Surely. <laughs> Sh- <laughs> Surely. Like, how could you hate this? How could you hate this? Um, uh, Superman cuts off Steppenwolf's horn, like we said, and keeps hammering on him. But the synchronizing of the mother box allows for a boom tube to open. For the first time ever, the Lord of Apocalypse himself looks at the new set of heroes standing in his way and leak stares into the faces of the new gods. As I type the words, the new gods, a cartoonishly large grin came on my face and I realized again w- what a world <laughs> what a world where we thought we could just throw this movie completely out had the new God. gods on the other side this entire time I am what? I am
1: so grateful what? for just the idea that that shot exists Dark side looking through the boom tube at the justice pissed Look,
0: pissed so pissed but like pissed but also like trying to scan them like you know like assess them like trying to be like w- w- what is this who are you uh, awesome flash doesn't make it in time and the unity is complete the unified mother box explodes with incredible energy that dissipates and destroys everything that it touches but before it he can be killed barry enters the speed force to
1: say including the league that killed the entire justice League it yes should not be forgotten they're all dead
0: yes <laughs> yes they're all dust the world is dust there's nothing there's no ground you know there's no nothing everything such such incredible energy. Um, But he enters the speed force, he starts to run past the speed of light, effectively running against time, and as he does, everything destroyed by the unity starts to reconstruct, including the very ground he walks on with every step. With the idea that his father would one day come to know that his son fought alongside the defenders of the earth, the very idea that he would die as one of the best of the best, Barry quiets his mind and turns back time and we see the entire planet's reconstruction and our hero's final chance to turn the tide. As he gets closer to the the moment of the unification, he's able to charge Cyborg with enough energy that he's able to tap into the unity. The box itself tries to bargain with Vic, saying he can make him hold again, but Vic responds by saying, I am not broken. He splits the boxes apart as far as he can, but Superman helps, and they stop the unity. Steppenwolf yells in anger, but he is skewered by Aquaman, something I forgot. I knew that they they were double teamed. I didn't realize that Aquaman stabbed him after... Stepper Wolf was like, no. Stepper Wolf was like, no, my plan. And then Aquaman just right through the chest. Trident. And yes, I know it has more sides. I don't care. Um, But skewers him right through the chest. He gets Superman punched, all pun intended, by by Superman. And as he is going towards the the open boom tube, Wonder Woman cuts his head off. Did you ever think that you would see such a scene? (laughs) In a oh movie. my god man just
1: <laughs> i had to watch that scene again because it was just, <laughs> well i watched the whole movie a few times but right, just right. when i first watched it i was like i have to see this scene." <laughs> that was just so i don't, I don't know so satisfying
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: see wonder woman get that slice that clean fl- wow and then the, and i and knew the- this was coming Right, Because I remember the big thing about Snyder being like, no, no, in my movie, gods kill gods. Right. And, and it still felt so good. And I know people didn't like the music because it hit too much, but like,
0: oh, I loved it. No, no, nah, nah, I, I was it. fine. Again, at that time, that music just means it's about to get crazy. So it got crazy. <laughs> you know, that's that's what my response was to all that. Um, but yeah, that, that head goes to the body and the head land on the other side of the portal. Um, and I think the dark side step on it,
1: he stomped it and crushed it like a grape. Yeah,
0: he did step on it. I, I remember that. Um, poor Steppy. Poor Steppy. Both sides stare each other down before the tube closes. That's one of the most intense. Oh, that's moments.
1: legendary. It's
0: literally Having just them looking at each other. But if you understand the gravitas in that moment, um, and a very similar, I mean, if you combined both. Uh, that's basically what happens in the New Fifty Two uh first volume, right? Um yep. they stab uh, Darkseid's eyes and then they kick him back through the portal. And he's like, get I'll get you. Him. I'll get you, bastards. And uh so but I'm in just this
1: looking for my
0: daughter. Yeah. In this uh it's it's Steppenwolf who gets kicked through the tube, but Darkseid's in there and um I, I like that they kept it on dark side, like the poop, the tube closes, but they kept it on dark side. And he orders the sod to ready the armada, saying it's time to use the old ways. Um, and you see, you see, now apocalypse a little bit more. You see hordes of parademons, um, flags, the X burning in the background. Get Granny goodness, all that stuff. Did Granny goodness ever get credited?
1: Uh, you know I honestly is? don't know. I um. It's a good question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a good look uh, at her.
1: It is Granny goodness, though. It's it's just there's no other um old Caucasian women with white hair that stand around Dark Side. It's, <laughs> it's Granny. Uh, I don't... This,
0: But uh, I, well, Ray Porter is who played Darkside. Siri Hines is who played Steppenwolf. Uh, Peter Guinness is who played the side. I'm not getting a name for...
1: It was literally uh, Deborah Snyder. <laughs>
0: Uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, might as well, right?
1: <laughs> no, it was uh, it was Scott in,
0: in full CGI. <laughs> if anyone's going to do this, it's going to be me. I'll do it myself. <laughs> we already know a new God's film is in development. What's the odds they take from this?
1: Uh, zero.
0: <laughs> Golly.
1: Here's the thing, though, right? Generally, Dark Side exists outside of the multiverse, so you can't do the you can't do the alternate versions of Dark Side thing. You got to do the uh, uh, these are slices of his existence that exist within uh, each universe, right, or whatever.
0: Uh, uh, I, he I don't is, know that he is inevitable. I hear.
1: I don't know that they're gonna pay attention to that kind of detail. It's gonna be different to see because obviously you can't tell the story of the new gods in a film without telling the story of what happens with the dark side and, and uh, the high father trading their uh, children.
0: Yep. I think that's the crux yeah. of that whole thing. Yeah.
1: It's gotta be, it's really gotta be. So I don't want, I don't want, I love Ava DuVernay. She's fine, but I don't want it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want anything. I don't want anything.
0: <laughs> Not if it gets in the way of this, right? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Stop giving me things. I just want this. Give me more of this. Uh, so, with the threat defeated and the, the league stands on the tower triumphantly all together, and they look as the sun rises on the new day, which is what a reference to what you were talking about, how they will join him in the sun.
1: Yeah, man, I thought that was beautiful too. But just because, of, first of all, my love of Man of Steel, and then seeing it come to pass, like I, it's just I love I love to see a good circle go round, man. That's I, it. I, I love it. I love it I love it I love it. The scene itself is beautiful too just the visual.
0: And it takes its time. It takes its time. It, uh, you know you see each member of the league and then it frames itself in a way that you see them all in line and they're all smiling. Like after such a taxing fight um, it's good to see them the smiling. The sun
1: rises upon a new age of heroes. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> a uh,
0: dawn a dawn of something. What would say? <laughs> almost like a- John <laughs> of, of Avengers or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so we get an epilogue. Uh, Vix fixes his dad's broken recorder and hears how proud his dad was of him and how sorry Silas was for his mistakes. Aquaman meets with Mira and Voco and says he's going to talk to his dad. Ryan Choi gets Silas's job. Batman shows Wonder Woman what the Hall of Justice could be. Uh, Barry shows his dad that he got a job at Central City Police Department. Bruce buys the bank that foreclosed on Martha's house. Cyborg visits his parents' grave and is inspired to be a hero from his father's words. Batman surveys uh, Gotham on his war machine tank. Superman resumes his life as reporter Clark Kent and protector of Earth. And at Arkham, it is revealed that Lex Luthor escaped and he meets with Deathstroke on his yacht. Deathstroke says he will get rid of Batman for free because of a grudge. So Lex gives him Batman's secret identity, Bruce Wayne. Which, that, to me, more than anything, feels like something that would set a course of events to end the, end the world. <laughs> the fact that Bruce <laughs> Wayne's identity is out there. In full honesty, I like the fact that it's out there, I can totally see now the nightmare future <laughs> happening somehow. <laughs> because, it's yeah, that's the end of the world. If everyone knows Bruce Wayne's Batman, it's over. Uh, what would you think of the new Deathstroke scene? Not the League of Our Own. Oh. We're not doing League of Our Own anymore.
1: This does work. I mean, it works. I uh, I thought it was really. Uh, Did they insinuate that Batman their... took his eye? That's what they uh, insinuated. An eye for an eye, right? It's what they said. So I feel like they would have added their own um, history to Batman and Deathstroke. Okay. They kind of alluded to a connection through the League of Assassins. Right. Yeah, we might have seen that. Ah, Um, maybe they
0: trained with each other back in the day, kind of, kind of like Ali and uh, what's his face, Ali and Deathstroke and Arrow. Yeah,
1: the thing that um, (laughs) the thing that always made me laugh about the idea that Batman movie with Deathstroke is that they just saw like Batman versus Deathstroke in a video game, and they were like,
0: "Yeah, Arkham Origins." That was
1: it. We have to make that into a movie.
0: I mean, (laughs) I I know they faced off, but in my knowledge and in my comic book reading, they're not a thing. No, they're not. So I know they were just like, bro, whatever we
1: can write around just to have that fight. Yeah, Slate Slate finds himself
0: usually much more (laughs) obsessed with killing teenagers. You know, like yeah. that's his, That's his jam, getting, get, uh, killing and sleeping with teenagers and 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 spying on them. That's that's where he gets his jollies. You know, leave that's Bruce alone.
1: Now it's funny because if you're not, let's see, you're a casual fan. You're watching this movie. A lot of people are, and they don't know that there's not another one coming. And right. they're waiting now too, and they're gonna be they're gonna be fucking asking. It's to almost help. as if they're gonna.
0: It's almost like as if we have to give them something.
1: It, it it almost is, isn't it? Because in the very next scene, uh, we we jump to the nightmare and we see fucking Deathstroke working with Batman. Yes. So like, if you're a casual fan, you're like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, I I, see- I wasn't a hundred percent sure how to annotate that portion of the film, but we might as well talk about it. Let's talk about that nightmare sequence, okay. uh, where we see Batman. Um, we see, uh, apocalypse versions of Cyborg, of Barry Allen, of Mira, of Slade Wilson, and we see the Joker, um, and the Joker and Batman have a bit of a, a chat. Um, this was something obviously newly shot. And now that you have a bigger scope of work, like I asked before, how do you feel about Jared Leto's Joker? uh <laughs> I said it
1: before, man. I said it before. I don't know if I don't know if I said it on the pod. I hope I did. I said it before. I can never hate Jared Leto's Joker because I haven't seen enough. I feel like there's something. If we could have just gotten time or if we could have gotten the right situation. Right. And and here he fuck and here he fucking goes, man. In five minutes. In five minutes. He he really redeemed himself. What? I don't even have to look at Suicide Squad Joker. They're not the same. Right. They're not the same. This is this is Jared Leto's Joker over here.
0: Jesus Joker. Jesus Joker. <laughs> Which who knows when we, if or when we get any of that. Supposedly there's another cut Justice is gray that will be coming out. Uh are you are just, you on board for that? I mean another 4 hours? I uh
1: I mean <laughs> another 4 hours is not the problem. I'm going to watch Justice League a lot. But um the, the, I'm not into the black and white thing. But I can understand the appeal. It's a you 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 cinematic, you cinema types, you you love right. your black and white films. They harken back to the original talkies. Yeah and they the make talkies. you feel like they make you feel like you're making something good. And Snyder said it himself. He was like, They gave me this movie and they told me I can do whatever I wanted. So it being in black and white is just like my ultimate fetishized version of the film right. and if we get it we can put it out there then put it out there so there's like absolutely no reason <clears throat> for me to watch it in black and white because i'm not interested in black and white i i appreciate the colors and i never i when i first heard that the aspect ratio was gonna be four three i was pissed because i was like damn it yeah uh for i wanted i want my i hate to not have my screen filled but um when i got the reasoning which is we're gonna get more picture. Yeah. then we would if it was zoomed in right and then now seeing the movie and and knowing that it was probably the right way to go cuz i wouldn't want to zoom that in <laughs> i don't want i wouldn't want to miss a, an inch like an, an inch a like an inch of that right so I, if people have said like oh well black and white it's, it's, it looks better in 4.3. three. I don't believe that. I think it's still <laughs> it's the same shit. It's just it, like a very
0: guy. well. It very well can be. But we did see all those weird promotional photos of the Joker as Jesus, so people are wondering whether or not that's on the cutting room floor. Uh, supposedly, Jarrelldo improvised a lot of those things, including the "We live in a society" uh, line that I, was cut.
1: I was gonna say the um, the Jesus Joker picture is a. Um, a reference to a scene that was supposed to be in, bad, in uh Justice League Two, which Snyder says was not like no, none of these other movies were going to be called Justice League, right. by the way. Right. So he says. So I assume it would have been called like Nightmare or some shit. Yeah. But I guess the uh, towards the end of the film there would have been a Last Supper style scene huh. where uh, Joker would have been sitting in the center, God, and yeah. it's just the night before. Um, <laughs> They're gonna the night before they break into a broken cathedral to steal the mother box to power a cosmic a treadmill for Barry to travel in time. Which he right. can only do once a year because the Earth is will only ever be in that position once a year. So uh, that would have been, uh, you know, Snyder and his visuals. That yeah. would have been a sight behold.
0: I think, um, yeah, because yeah, there's something, even if you're not 100% sure about the Snyderverse, there will be something... For the completionist, about somewhere in that film, ending with him going to warn Bruce of the events as we saw him uh, BVS and failing,
1: <laughs> and failing, he's got to fail. Yeah, he's got to fail that one time, and apparently not be able to do it again for a year. If if I'm understanding the rules of time travel, Snyder would have established here.
0: Another thing, you know, if we're talking about the Flash. I don't know if you remember, but he met the CW version of the Flash, in Crisis right. on Infinite Earths, in traveling to the multiverse, and in doing so, he says something about Vic said this would happen, or Vic, because at the time we were told that uh, Victor Stone was going to be in the Flash film. So they I if,
1: definitely thought he was.
0: I wonder if any of that stuff comes back around. Barry of it all—I mean, the you know, CW Barry Allen of it all, um, cyborg, etc. I, I think
1: being that that was done so late in the game yeah, that they did that with the plan with these current flash movie plans in mind and now that victor's gone and that he won't be in flash movie at all it's gonna be interesting you're right that it's gonna be interesting. i mean i, I mean
0: was- if we're going that route that he could just pop up somewhere and meet the doom patrol version right and they could just yeah, <laughs> they could might just, as well they could just play on like that like that is uh is what it is um, so after he wakes up from that dream, uh, Wayne receives a visit from the Martian Manhunter who pres- who previously visited Lois Lane disguised as Martha, as we spoke. The Marthian Manhunter. He uh, thanks Wayne for assembling the team before saying they will be in contact uh, as the last ally of the league flies away.
1: Nice. The seventh member of the Justice League.
0: So early it's on... Seven. When people were talking about the restore the Snyderverse stuff or release the Snyder cut, Kevin Smith had gotten on. He also kind of stoked these flames because he had heard from someone and gotten an account of the details of what was in the Snyder cut and how that would have ended. And in I, I remember this because I remember when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, are you are they serious? Was that really going to happen? Uh, they said that Bruce Ray was going to wake up from a dream and he was going to wake up because green light was going to be shining through his window. When he mm-hmm. goes outside he will see two CGI Green Lanterns who will tell him they need he needs to come with them or something and they need to talk or yada yada yada. Eventually I heard that that was going to get tooled into being a John Stewart reveal, which was then turned down by um Warner Brothers. So uh the third string quarterback on the team ends up being uh Martian, Martian Manhunter, but I love John Jones, so I, you know, I don't care. But Snyder it,
1: was apparently gonna quit. He was over quit. that, he's over like, the John Stewart thing. Yeah, he was legitimately because he's like, You people told me I can make this movie however right. I want it. Yeah, you can't come here and start giving me rules and shit. And I absolutely do not want to remove a hero of color from my film. Yeah, so they were like, uh. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do what you want
0: with the CG, with the green screen part part of the film. You can put whoever Please. you want there, but Please. yeah.
1: And he was like just putting, at least putting Len, Henry uh, Henry Lennox's uh, Martian Manhunter there. At least kept a person of color in the scene. See, and he didn't want to rob the fans of the opportunity to see the Snyder Cut after all these years.
0: What did you so, think of the design of Martian Manhunter?
1: I thought, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was weird. Yeah, not like not, not any more weird than the CW one. And then or, they're all
0: weird. He's a Martian. He should be. A bit, he's a Martian. A bit, a bit so, weird, you know,
1: but but it was pretty much exactly what you would want his outfit to look like at the very least. Yeah, uh, it was pretty damn good, man. Uh, the nightmare sequence. I. <laughs> you want to talk about cursing it's Batman? So...
0: Is that what we're talking
1: about? <laughs> well, oh, we're on Twitter. I'm yeah. arguing with Dan Slott about it. <laughs> but um. No, no. Uh, first of all, the sequence. I guess it should be mentioned that WB was like, "No, you're not allowed to shoot any, any, any new shots." Right. And then Snyder shot shot this in his yard, anyway. Wow. And inserted it into the film.
0: Yeah, I so, saw uh, I saw one of the behind the scenes photos of him filming Joker and Batman, and he's mm-hmm. just incredibly close on them. And there doesn't need to be a set because he has a blazing sun in the background, so you can't <laughs> yeah. really see anything. It's all skewered, and it's in this sepia kind of tone, like a dystopian wasteland. Very smartly done. I also heard that he was adamant about the black suit and changed that. Like, like the color correction on the black suit to make it black and white.
1: So, uh, the movie is shot with Superman in the blue and yellow suit, blue, red, and yellow suit. Yep. Uh, But they had this actual real-life suit tooled so that it would be easy to change into black and silver in post-production. Yes. So that well, that's interesting. And I, just, and,
0: I, uh, and I know you remember initially when uh, promotional photos were coming out about this, Henry Cavill had posted a picture of him in the black yep, suit. Yep, which had gotten everybody stirring. Then come the 2017 movie, it's nowhere to be found. Which had a lot he, um, of people scratching their heads.
1: They released a deleted scene quote unquote online after their movie came out, if you remember. Where Superman is walking through. It's a bullshit version of the cool scene Flight 2.0 scene we got in the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. But uh the, instead of the red and blue suit behind him in the closet is the black suit.
0: Yes. But he doesn't and wear it. So,
1: that was their attempt at fixing Yeah, the I man's I at least mentioning reaction. it putting
0: a putting a hat on it, yeah.
1: They released a fake deleted scene. You know what I'm like that's nuts to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this deleted scene. Blank. You have
0: four hours of deleted scenes. <laughs> you know what I'm and saying? You like,
1: created a new deleted scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. It that what? The, the pettiness, the pettiness <laughs> at that point. I still think they probably really could have done the mullet and the beard. They he probably could have got away with it. I heard he did too. Yeah. they they were like, No. Yeah. I, to- <laughs> I, I, I totally think. It. He could have came out with that money, mother and the beard. If he was buried, one would assume his hair would grow. All that kind of stuff would grow.
1: Well, I guess if if we're going with a version of him that didn't die, it seems like this version of Superman was absolutely dead. Right.
0: But I'm saying, doesn't all that stuff still grow when you die? Your nails and all that stuff still grow. Does it? Yeah. I, I, I was always of the of the knowledge they grow at least a little bit. A little bit oh, more. Shit. I didn't know that. I never knew that. <laughs> I'm going to look disgusting. that up. But I'm going to go look that up, but you continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the final nightmare scene the Batman and
0: Joker sequence was
1: um, that was honestly something I never expected and I know Snyder only said he says he only put this together because he thought it was a shame that Jared Leto and Ben Affleck's Joker and Batman never met and yes. if that's why we got this scene then it was worth it because these the, the, the exchange between these two was um out of this world and fuck it Forget the f bot, man. Even with the oh, I'm F-bot, not. Yeah, that's that
0: not. That's not a big deal to me. I'm actually people. not a huge fan of that old Joker. I feel like he's kind of channeling, uh, like '90s Jim Carrey for some strange reason, which is funny because which is which is funny because like. Um. Like, that would be his frame of reference of comedy. Like, as we shift into the future, right? <laughs> which which means that eventually we're going to get a, a Joker that's a huge um, Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> and, and talking in the weird uh, Waterboy voice and stuff. So that's interesting. Um, but you know what it is, in all honesty, in my opinion, the design and the idea of Joker is way more powerful than anyone who can be put in the suit. I think that there's so much cash behind that and the idea of Batman and Joker on the same screen. Like, Oh my God. Like that's all we wanted. Never got it. Get it here. Just do you remember people popping because he said Batman, he turns and says <laughs> Batman, that was it. Cause we had never seen it. And it was like, Oh my God, those two are so, you know, linked inherently that they're going to get a pop on any marquee that you put them on. Um, but you got to be careful with that as well fair. because, same thing with.
1: We're here for the dialogue. Yeah. And the actual vision. The dialogue exchange between these two was heavy.
0: I want to know me. what happened to Jason, damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: or is that Dick? I love Remember it. has it? it was Dick at one point, right? Dick yeah, was the was Robin Dick. that died? It
1: was not Jason. It was Dick Grayson. And then Batman was like, no more.
0: He alludes to. Because the idea is that the vision that Cyborg did came true, right? So what everyone's upset about. Like Mira is upset because Arthur was stabbed and killed, um, and then you know Wonder Woman was killed, etc. Is Lois dead in this future as well? Is that the other? Yes, yeah, she's dead in
1: Superman's arms in the vision, and that's the, that's her fate. Yeah, here it's Batman that was tasked with protecting her; and he fails.
0: Uh,
1: so uh, that would have sucked for him.
0: Which puts to my odds. More guilt. I guess uh, to sort of wrap this up, what do you see for the future of this? Is it possible to restore the Snyderverse? Um, I'll be interested in seeing what I thought in 2017. Um, go back and listen to some of those episodes to find out if how, how much faith I had in releasing the Snyder cut in general. Because now we're at the point of we're talking about an entire verse. But what would you like to see for the future of DC and um, I guess Zack Snyder when it comes to these superhero properties?
1: What I would like to see is just the completion of this particular story, then we can all wash our hands and move on.
0: Uh, The completion of that nightmare, like a film based on the nightmare sequence. Go through the
1: nightmare thing, and then it ends, and then we get the new age of heroes, and that's it. We're finished. Got the final battle against Darkseid, uh, which would have been... Arthur... Well, you know, Batman would sacrifice his life to save Lois from dying, which would prevent the nightmare world from ever happening. Right. So the final film would have been a Superman centric film, which would have acted sort of as a Man of Steel sequel. And okay. the end of the entire uh, story, where Superman and the Flash lead the world of man, teaming with uh, Amazon as the queen, uh, with Diana as the queen of the Amazons, and Arthur as the king of Atlantis against the forces of Darkseid. And what an amazing battle that would have been to see. Right. With Snyder's classic uh, visual style. Is that also when and it gets revealed
0: a, that um, their child is going to be a Batman?
1: Yeah, after the battle's over, they win. And we flash forward 20 years. And Bruce Kent, I think his mom and dad take him to Gotham. And Gotham's been a little overrun because there's no Batman. And they kind of show him the Batcave and his legacy. He doesn't have powers, this is Bruce Kent. Ah. Uh, so uh they kind of show him his uncle Bruce's legacy, and the kid takes up the mantle, and he becomes the next Batman.
0: And that could be way ended. wrong. He could have been like, that guy was weird. Oh, <laughs> hell no. What the hell? He but uh, Yeah, man. Did I would like to see that
1: thing? particular. I'd like to see that story completed. That's it. And then we can move on. Okay. Um, normally, like I said, when the release of Snatica stuff happened, I didn't believe that it was possible however i've now seen things
0: and the thing is studios are shady man studios are shady uh two weeks from this episode dropping we're set to uh do an episode on the the sabotage of roger corman's fantastic four you know and how that was out and out you know a, a hit job on that entire film um i think it's interesting the stories that we get told and the stories that actually happen behind the scenes when it comes to creating things like this as a creator. When I started this podcast, I had people telling me that, you know, things should be shorter, whatever. And I'm like, I, I, I have to do it the way I want to do it or else I'm not going to like doing it. That's just, that's just what it comes out to in this. So I completely understand Zach in that, in that instance there, like get your four hour movie. That's what, that that's the time that it takes you to tell this story And you don't want to do it besides then. And also, everyone's saying that the superhero thing is becoming cliche. Maybe DC just does one of these big events every five years or something, you know? Every five years, instead of an Avengers-level movie, we get a a four-hour epic on HBO Max or something. You know, that would be kind of cool.
1: I honestly felt like in four hours for Justice League, he was able to accomplish... Uh, the same. Um, I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? He was
0: able to accomplish
1: foundation? the same, like lay,
0: lay down the same foundation. St- sto- yeah, the
1: same foundation that Marvel was able to lay down with the Phase One.
0: He did. Where, he did where, a lot of establishment. Yeah, he established a lot. And
1: in four hours, you kind of gave four. He gave four separate heroes an entire platform to jump off of, and then ended it. With its crazy climax where it feels like we completed a story, and I feel like that's that was that's um that was quite a fucking task quite a task that's one of
0: the huge and benefits it, though like you were saying of this film is that it does do world building. I didn't realize until you just brought it up, but that's something I can levy against the Justice League. It doesn't feel like it's in the real world it doesn't feel like there's anybody else in the film but the members of the justice League. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, And So, like that in the world building, that's incredibly important. These side characters we've seen, like Scarlet Witch, who can end up getting spun out to be something, and Iris West, we know where that leads. And, like all these other characters that you end up cutting, and then you like disproportionately cut people of color. Like that, like all of that stuff is <laughs> yeah. bad. Like all yeah. of that stuff yeah. is not yeah. great. You know, it's, it's it's just not great. And then the 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 scenes with the people of color are amazing. Like Zach's an ally. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what world? What, what a world! What a world! What what's going on in here? I but guess, um, go ahead.
1: Uh, I guess before we wrap it up, um, wrap I want to say kids. like, I want to say like it's um, it, it, it's not hyperbole to say that I honestly had one of the best experiences I've had, watching a superhero film. Watching this, it's it was partly because of the journey we took to get here. Yeah. And the idea that we spent years believing we would never see this mythical, crazy sounding story, you know, and yeah. actually getting to see it. And was that's why it's
0: just crazy. That's one of the craziest it's, things, too, is that Justice League was the fourth episode of this podcast. This episode is the 170th. So we've been we have been tracking this. We've done episodes where we lay out the entire DC film slate that they had laid out and try to guess whether or not these films are ever gonna get made. We sat there and talked about Man of Steel. Um, you know, we are we're gonna get ready and uh, explain we're gonna do a little bit more with the uh, Justice League in a bit. But yeah, like we we've been tracking this. So in all honesty, the second time around, piecing it together and doing the notes, like really studying it really looking at it studiously um, was was one of the best experiences I had to be honest I found myself making mistakes for other films in the past couple of years like well it was not that great but this and this was whereas the the more i looked the deeper I looked into the snyder stuff to find faults the more good I found he did a lot of homework he did a lot of groundwork and uh, he should be commended for it so I ho-
1: just, I want to thank, 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 I just want to thank him. Right. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I want to thank freaking- him for not
0: being discouraged. Because as a creator, I could totally get, seeing one of your works get prostituted, stripped of, of any originality and just sold on the street. And then the idea that they would come begging you to then make yours. Like, I don't know how receptive I he's would have been. Nuts
1: too. Instead of washing his hands of it, he's like, I'd do more. But that's what I'm saying.
0: That, yeah, yeah, but I do more, and then he looks right at DC. and says your move. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, you know, yep, it's your, your it's
0: your move. He's
1: I, literally like laid the oh, laid the salvo down. Like, I'm gonna add this scene here and we'll see what the people want. And the people are loving yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my god. God, it's got to fly in the face of everything Warner Brothers believed. And I know this is a new regime. This is not exactly the same team of people who were in charge when they were messing with Snyder. But this is a group of people who were brought in specifically to move forward from this. So they were of the mind that this vision is not what people wanted. Right. They were of the mind that the vision is going to come out, people are going to reject it, and we can move on. They truly, truly thought that. Where do they go when the vision just became when 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 the movement just became strengthened? Yeah. What happens when the movement
0: becomes the vision? That's the vision now. It's the movement instead of the vision that you thought you had and the best vision for this.
1: It's crazy. It's almost. I almost feel like they've got no choice, but they're going to fight it because they're going to because they almost. You, they have to they wouldn't be a good studio if they didn't push forward with their own vision that they spent money on but I am
0: going to say do you think there's going to be a backlash to films like The Batman
1: there's going to be a point where the films that could possibly be good are hijacked by people begging for the Snyder Cut again or Snyderverse
0: that would be interesting as well because I I can totally see I can see people souring on The Batman honestly if, if I'm
1: soured up right now, which is it's sad. <laughs> I walked out of Justice League like I, if it was a theater, I walked out. But I, I came out of Justice League honestly feeling like there's nothing on the slate right now that's going to do this for me. Right. <laughs> like, There's nothing on the slate. Like even the Batman, the Batman, the Suicide Squad with James Gunn. It's going to be good. I'm sure it will be. It's not going to do this for me, man. This was like. Like, this was seeing the top DC heroes that I love in in this epic, insane event movie that promised me there could possibly be more. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't fucking think, I don't think there's anything that they can announce right now that is going to give me the kind of buzz and anticipation I would have if they were just like, oh, it's not a cut two, <laughs>
0: like, It's not a cut 2 We're cutting it again
1: cutting it again first we have to delete we have to release a bad one yes and then you get the snyder cut too
0: yeah so like i also thought i remember early on thinking that this was like a cash grab kind of situation like get us to buy BBS and then get us to buy the ultimate edition but this is a different film this is completely different than than the rest and that's important to
1: uh i actually forgot that i forgot I ordered it, but I forgot. Now that you mention it, they really went back and they let Snyder like, "Can I fix BVS 2 Because <laughs> y'all messed it up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, and, that's and how it started. Act- that's why
0: it felt like to me like a, like a like a ploy. Like I have to keep buying this man's movie twice because in his eyes, quote unquote, they're not letting him do what he wants to do. So you get twice of my movie, and I get disappointed the first time through. Every time that I don't, I don't get that game. I don't, I don't, I don't like that game enough to play it all the time. Uh, but this felt like something completely different, and I, I, f- I felt satisfied with a DC property in a way a fullness, uh, in a way I don't have to explain. Sometimes I have to find the good in things, and I do feel like this was more good than bad in general. You actually have to find the bad, I feel like, and if it is bad, odds are it's a, it's a Snyder staple. So yeah. you're get you're gonna get it. It it'd be like being yeah. like oh, once upon a time in Hollywood is great, but so many gratuitous foot shots. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're you're gonna get that. That's just that's just what <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen, bro. You just gotta deal with it. Speaking of dealing with it, we have a lot to deal with in the next upcoming weeks. The ball keeps turning here for the uh, major issues podcast and comic book click. But thank you guys for listening to this extra chunky edition of the major issues podcast available wherever podcasts are found, especially comic book click.com comic Comment book click itself is celebrating five years on April 20th. And that is not uh, that it happened by coincidence, um, but we will be spending five years. We'll be five years old on four twenty this year. Um, you know, We've done a lot, and we're getting ready to do even more. I'm excited for some of the stuff that is coming out. But free of charge, every single Wednesday, the Major Issues Podcast drops and is available wherever podcasts are found, Podbe- Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, TuneFind, etc. But it is also available at CountBookClick.com, along with all of our merchandise information about us and articles written by members of comic book click so grab a new shirt restore the snyder cut follow the brand uh and that's the easiest way for you guys to reach us you can also reach us by going to facebook.com slash comic book click instagram at comic book click or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hottest latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media um i we oh We do all this free of charge, and you guys liking, sharing, subscribing, leaving reviews, you know, uh, it's the quickest way for us to grow on iTunes and find out what you guys like and what you don't like. All that stuff is cool and free of charge, but if you guys ever want to step up your game and support us for as little as $3 a month, a dime a day, you can get access to the CBC Clubhouse and CBC Commentaries, where we do commentary tracks over some of your favorite movies, good or bad. Uh, So when you watch the film, you could be watching it alongside us. Next week, hopefully, we will be able to release our March CBC commentary, which we will be doing on the Justice League. So, ladies and gentlemen, there will only be two cuts of this film that should ever be viewed. The click cut and the Snyder Cut. So if you're going to watch the Justice League, watch it with us because we're probably going to record that commentary stoned and drunk. And so, every time you want to watch the shorter version, you can watch it with the guys at CBC and then stick to the long one for the Snyder Cut. But, um, yeah, like I said, rate and review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, We can find the podcast wherever podcasts are found. You can find us all over social media. Again, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse to support us there. I feel like I'm missing something, but I think that that's about it. Again, on the bandwagon before it ends up getting full five years in, we are still trucking. Next week, a very special episode, our Which Was Worst Tournament, our March Sadness event, if you will, (laughs) where we will pit... All We've done Which Was Worse 8 different times. We will pit those 16 properties in a tournament to find out which is definitively the worst film we have covered as part of the Which Is Worse portion of the podcast. So that is interesting. After that, we'll be covering the uh, Doomed uh, Fantastic Four movie. So this will be fun. Keep following. Tell a friend of Tell a Friend. And uh, meet us on the other side of the boom tube, ladies and gentlemen. But... My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don.
1: This is John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi.
0: And this has been our Snyder Cut Justice League recap and review. And remember, you belong to no one. Remember, the future is now. Remember, you are not broken. Remember, Batman will fucking kill you. (laughs) And remember that you, yes, you are worthy.